Nah, nah, nah. Nah, I'm uh, Devontae Swing, nigga. Get that shit right. Hold on, hold on. I'm Devontae Swing. I just talk. Okay. That just still spinning, bro. Don't talk. I love niggas. That's my part. <laughs> no, bro. That's me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, nigga. Don't right. talk. Just listen. You gotta keep talking, nigga. All right. I don't know the rest of the words. Man. <laughs> man, you is crazy. Hello, bro. Man, this nigga's gonna fuck our karaoke night up. <laughs> Hello, man. Wait a minute. You, you finna pull the lyrics? Yeah, up? bro. I gotta find the words. Stop playing. <laughs> Ain't no way. That's a classic song. I know the words. I don't know them talking in the beginning, though. That's part of it. That's, that I'm going to get bro. the whipped cream. <laughs> man, that's the wrong song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there Hell you go. No. There you go. Uh. Uh. I have to be honest with you. Yeah. You got to be honest with you. I lied. I lied. When I told you I lied. I ain't going to be honest and tell us why you lied. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> Come on, there you go, baby. Just for tonight. And maybe we'll do uh. something like make love. Watch the sunrise until KC sing us a verse. No, 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 no. Hey. Baby, stay. Oh, you feel so sexy. Jeremy, Oh, okay. That's not my call. I'm sorry I left you. I left you crying. Since you've been gone, I've been all alone. Cause all my tears, you know they left like me drowning. Okay. So please, baby, I'm begging for you to stay at home tonight. Let's start our love again. Let's start our love again. <laughs> Welcome to the Mastermind Podcast. That's the Gooster. Yeah, yes, sir. Heartbreak kid in the building, man. Y'all yeah. already know who it is. It's Young Scrap, a.k.a. Space Ghost, a.k.a. AKA Coast to Coast. You feel AKA me? A.k.a. who else? Sleaze Christ, you feel me? Sleaze Christ, man. You're going to get counseled. <laughs> somebody's somebody going to counsel you. I'm in here. Wide open, <laughs> and man. And I'm going to be the man when ever, yeah. K-4. Get out of here. I'm ready. Sure, so, I'm ready. Look, man, we got a special guest in the house today, man. Yes, sir. He said he was down yeah. for whatever when he walked Neighborhood. in. So, Neighborhood. I ain't special. I ain't special. He said he ain't special. He got a Black Lives Matter mask on. Yeah. He's an educator, an activist. And you running for something, right? No, I ain't running. Okay, okay. I thought you were finna no, run. Okay. No, 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 I thought you were trying to get Trump about no, it. Right? No, okay. no, no. You know, we just got on the state Democratic Executive Committee, but, you know, I ain't here to talk Democrat and Republican. Man, tell these folks what your name is, man. Oh, what's my name? Jeremy Pittman. What's my well, name? Bam. 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 They know you. Bam. All the neighborhood and calling that, though. Yes, yeah. sir. Feel me? So, man, what's up, man? What you got going on, big bro? So, yeah. So, first of all, you know, you know, thank y'all for having me on here tonight. Man, so that's I'll no problem. Ahead. No so problem. I'll go ahead and, and just knock this out here and just talk to everybody about the righteous movement that's been going on right now. Right. It's righteous. George Floyd being killed by a police officer with a knee on his neck 
there was already a movement that was going on, but now this is the righteous movement. This, this is our time. And so we're taking that energy, and we, and we are talking about creating an organization mm-hmm. to police the police. Just like how you have a PTA that's engaged with what's going on out at the schools, we, at the, we as a community have to be engaged with what's going on with the police. Right. Not all, not all 12s are bad. Because I know a lot of good, I know a lot of twelves are actually good people. Right. But there are always some that fall through the cracks, and you have this blue wall that's always seen like it's so hard to penetrate. Right. And we know as black folk that we are disproportionately impacted by what the police do. So for that reason, myself and a couple of other folks, we came together and formed this police review um, commission study group. So we've been looking at different police review boards across the United States. There's a survey out now, currently on Facebook. It's on my page, Shauna Tillman, and I'm sure other people have shared it too. Mr. Charles has has done it as well. But the idea behind all of this is is to get the community's input. Y'all, this has to be a community process. This cannot be, and I I mean no disrespect to any of the elected officials. We have to deliver the change that we need to see inside of our community. Right. I always talk about why Brickyard has looked the same way Thanks. for the past 25 or 30 years. Right. You know, it looks exactly the same. Pa- Palazzola is up here, the railroad tracks are right here. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? The train station is down there. The federal compress is over here. I was surprised they knocked the ice house down. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it finally knocked down. It, it after break, you know, after running up in there and getting stung by wasps playing hide and go seek in that joint. Right. But all of that, right? But so how do we start to make our communities different? And so what we have to figure out how to do, and I'm not saying that the police review board is a solution, but it's a catalyst. Mm-hmm. How do we get everyday folk who may not necessarily be interested in the nastiness of the politics but to get them to be a part of the change. And this is our opportunity to do that. Because we want to hear from people. Right. It is, and it's not the professional people like me. It could be anybody. Because, again, it takes the whole community, right? Right, right. And so one of the things that I remember and that I always talk about is, is that if you know me, you know house here in Grenada, crib in Cleveland. That's, mm-hmm. not, that's never been a secret. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, driving from Coloma Community College, Touchdown in this certain town in the Delta, the police tailgate you. They want you to make a they want you to make a bad move so they then they can interact with you and have five or six cars on you and for what? Wow. Right. I mean, this is common practice. You know, back here in Grenada growing up, I won't call this officer's name out, but you know, we used to post up and shop a lot, right? <laughs> down down there on the block. Down there on the block. And Somebody would ride behind you for no reason, run your tag, and you got old Miss James down here in Top Point when, when Miss James was leave, was living when she taught government, would call my mama and say, uh, Bam Tag just got ran. What did he do? Hmm. So you have these kind of tactics inside the police department. And again, please don't misunderstand me. There's a difference between police riding through the hood right. and being a part of the community in mm-hmm. terms of community policing. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what we're trying to get off with this. And we do have some support from uh, Councilman Lewis Johnson. We talked to him first. And what we'll do is we'll show some data behind this. 
and then we'll start to build the traction. But it got to be a community-driven um, process, something that doesn't get co-opted by the various different politicians that are around here playing those different. I things. think one of the things with the police, like um, I think the black police officers should um be the ones to monitor the black neighborhood because we live with a police officer in our neighborhood all our life. Right. You see what I'm saying? And like. It wasn't any miscommunication, barely, as far as what we was doing in the hood and what he wasn't going to stand for. Right. You know, um, yeah, he done snuck up on us smoking a little weed or something like that, but you weren't selling no drugs on East Side. No. Right. You weren't doing it. So I think that could be a, a big help. Like, if the black police officer came through and they they took um the 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 initiative to come over and see about what's going on in the neighborhood opposed to um white police officers. Because white police officers don't get the hood. Right. Like, what might seem like a, a, a terrible offense to a white officer, it might not seem that bad to the black officer because he know these people. You see what I'm saying? He yeah. know, he know yeah. the certain person sitting in the middle of the street and drink. Yeah, Instead of taking him to jail, right. man, yeah. what you doing? You see what I'm saying? And I think that I think we need more we need more black people to be in the neighborhood for patrolling anyway. Because the white officers don't know what's going on. They kinda go more to um how black people respond to stuff though. Like we we respond to relationships. Right. We don't get caught up on the object or stuff. Right. So um like if you ever had a problem in school, what what was your main excuse your problem with your teacher? She didn't like, like it. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. When we feel when we feel like somebody care about us or like us, we'll do stuff for them that we wouldn't do right. for other folks. Just because they want to give you something or something like that, you want to do it. Like you think I'm gonna do that just for that little bit of money, bro? I ain't finna tell them my home, boy. Yeah. But if somebody come to you and you realize they actually genuinely care about you and what you're doing, then you'll move for them a little faster. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Yeah. The, yeah. The other piece is you have all these murders unsolved in Grenada. Yeah, you so have yeah. It's a it's a whole bunch of them. Right. You get all these different complaints that kind of get swept under the rug. But I want to talk about another piece of this too, and I'm gonna talk about this piece. And this is personal for me. Right. My mama had a mental illness. Okay. Got diagnosed when she was 30. Had it all the way up until the time that she that she passed. Right. Mm-hmm. And there were many times that the police was called out to 485 <laughs> Bogue Alley. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And so. It was very critical for whoever that officer was to understand the situation at hand, and they ne- and they never mistreated my mom. Anytime they had, to, if they end up having to take her to jail, and let me say this: jail is not the place for the mentally ill. You know, no. that that's just not the place for them. But you know, like I said, though, you had to kind of work within the system that you had. But so those officers back then, they understood the situation. They understood my mama. They understood me being a young. African-American kid and we was able to work through it but again that goes back to what you were saying mm-hmm. is people actually understanding who the folks are mm-hmm. you know but it but but you know trust but trust works two ways it works both ways and you know and again when the administration fails to address the issues that the community are talking about the police mm-hmm. it creates a it, it creates this distrust of the five of mm-hmm. it creates this massive distrust and it was it's there anyway <laughs> it's there anyway we when we we can actually listen to a car breaking and know if it's the police or not. Yeah. we can listen to the engine and know if it's the police or not. you know, you know what they break sound like you know what they lights look like you know what that engine sound like yeah even with the new charger 
Like you know when the police is coming. So without even seeing. That's crazy. So with the post review board though, like um, who does it go to? Who who reviews it? So right. And what's the next step after they review? So it? so the idea behind this is again right now, uh, where we have we've done we're still researching Reggie. We are. Do we got the survey? And then from there, what we'll do is we'll start to pull other people in. We have a draft proposal together, but but there are a few legal there's a few legal issues to this because one of the questions ends up becoming how much power can the city council because ultimately this would have to be supported by the Grenada City Council mm-hmm. and I and I would hope that all seven of the councilmen recognize the the importance of being able to put Grenada on the map as a leader in North Mississippi and to take this initiative and move it forward and make a model for the state of Mississippi. That's the opportunity that the city council has. And so they shouldn't sleep on that. But ideally, some of the best police review boards, they take the citizen complaints. They help to police the police. Sometimes the review boards are comprised of just citizens. Sometimes it's fellow officer on the review board, but it just depends on the type of power. But whatever we have here in Grenada, Mississippi, and I will also encourage the sheriff, sheriff fair to do the same thing for the county, you know, to help to continue the transparency that he has inside of his administration too, mm-hmm. is that board is going to have subpoena power. Yeah. Because the main thing from just talking to young police officers, because I've taught a lot of officers that are on the street now, over in the Delta. I know they're young, young cats, black, you know, sharp, you know, community-minded, but they always talk about how they don't want to be crucified. And I say, well, if you do your job right, then right going to follow you. Right. You know, there's going to always be somebody that's some negative say about the police. But again, we just got to make sure that they are followed when they own policies. I mean, it's, it's, it's no different than your teacher, a teacher sending some work home and saying, hey, Bam Jr. ain't doing his work in the classroom. Right. Okay, Bam Jr. ain't doing his work in the classroom. And so they send all this information home to the parent. And then the parent, when you go, you go to the school or you start to ask questions about the policies, you find out the teacher ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Hmm. How the hell can you hold me accountable for my child and you're not doing your job? Right. And so it, so it works both ways. Yeah. It works both ways. So, go ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, go ahead, Rich. Like, um, okay, if somebody makes a complaint and it goes to the review board, um, like, what's the next step? After, what I'm trying to get is, like, yeah. um... So it would be a hearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so, so, so ideally, so let's say, okay, so let's say we was taking um, the city of Pasadena, California, because they right. have a review board, right? Right. So we were using their process. There's a complaint. The complaint is investigated. There's a public hearing about it. And then at that time, a recommendation, because that's all that board can do, mm-hmm. is to send a recommendation to the chief of police. And so, and so in the Grenada form of government, it will go to the city manager because the city manager is ultimately responsible for the police chief and those officers under their, under their leadership of the city manager and the police chief. Mm-hmm. And then the council will be made a pri- will be apprised of it. That would be the way it would be addressed. And you know, you're going to have frivolous complaints, but nine times out of ten, what... What I've learned is, is that just like you have a room in a street committee, sometimes there's a little bit of truth to what you hear in the street. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you know, there may be this cop that's cons- consistently harassing kids when they're leaving up from Pine Hill shooting basketball on, yeah. on Saturday on Sunday evening. They ride through that deep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you riding through there, but 
are you engaging people? Are you talking right. to folks? Yeah. Right. And so, like I said, you don't know. You may not know all the time, but but all I'm saying is that our young folks ain't lying all the time. Right. So we just have to find a way to wrap our arms around our own community. Mm-hmm. And I have to say this too, and I'm going to be 100% clear. It's more than black folks who end up getting jammed up by the police. And I need, sure. I need my white... I need my white brothers and sisters to understand that. And I'm, right. and, I, and I'm emphatically clear about it. If we don't police the police, George Floyd could have been, could have been a poor white person. Mm-hmm. That, could have been their, that could have been a knee on their neck. It could have been one of their children. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we just have to talk about it. We have to talk about sometimes these officers put these badges on, they get these power trips. And, yo, and you there to serve. Just like my job at the Oklahoma Community College teaching, my job is to serve. My job is to serve those students of that institution. Hey. And so, I mean, bottom line, you just kind of got to do that. Yeah. And your job gets hard, and so, you know, if you need support, lean on the police review board, lean on your fellow officers or whatever, but we just got to make sure that we got the kind of police in Grenada that we can build a relationship with so we can start to solve some of these murders. We can start to we can start to impact some of the challenges we have inside of our community. And it's just, it's just one little small piece to dismantling systemic racism. Yeah. Because, you know, we know the police were originally designed to control us. Right. Um, and protect property. Speaking protect of property. Um, police and the police, that was the original job for the gang members. Like, when gangs first was formed, they was formed to police the police. That was one of the main reasons the gang was formed, but you, uh, you know, you put drugs and territory and people, <laughs> money, you know what I'm saying, and and, and it all changed. Right. But this that that was the whole idea, the ideology of the gang. Like right. we were supposed to have been holding it down for our neighborhood when the police mm-hmm. come over here and trying to handle the room. So um, most people they they don't understand the importance of it though. Like we got. It's the young, it's the young cats that's out there that don't understand it. How how do we get that word to them? The young cats that out here sideways that don't care. Like how do we get that message to them? Because they also got to be a part of the right. movement. Also, well, that's true. First, I think when you get ready to start talking to a different generation that you're not a member of, right. you have to do more listening and talking to understand what's important to them. Right. I think I think that's I think that's the key thing, and the second thing we have to do is we got to stop beating we got to stop beating up we got to stop beating up our own folks. Right, right, right. You know, right. And I say that because I'm not going to go too far off on tangent, but today on Facebook there was a post about reparations. Mm-hmm. Right. And this pastor over in Bolivar County makes a statement on Facebook. He says, "Well, something to the effect of, well, you get reparations, black folks don't know." consume most of it on weed, rims, and other things like that. I'm like, wait a minute. We don't even need that trope from you, Pastor. Right. You know, you don't, because there's, because that, that's not the, that's not the definition of the black experience. Right. And all I'm, and all I'm getting at is, is for these young folks, we have to understand what motivates them. Mm-hmm. And for many of the people, it's the same thing that motivated me. Getting out, getting out of the hood and making, and making a good life for myself. Right. But the other piece is it's about how we it's not about raising children, it's about rearing children. And there's a difference between raising and rearing children. Mm-hmm. And so when we start to rear our children, we model that behavior, we check our kids. Mm-hmm. 
It's not about holding them on a pedestal, but we check them. And we check them in a way, we check them in a way so that we can get the results that we need. But mm-hmm. but but again, you're right. Those 18-year-olds, maybe those 14 and 15-year-olds, we got to start having those conversations with them. Okay, you tell me what your interaction is with the police. When you walk in, when you when you walk in, because you don't you may not have with you walking from a high school uh football game on a Friday night and you walking down the railroad tracks, you know. You know, are you being, do you end up being followed? You know, what's your interact? what kind of interactions have you had with the police? And again, many of them may not be negative. Mm-hmm. But we know there's going to be some negative ones out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like for the older people, they have a different perception. But, but you know, Scrapper, ultimately we just have to start the conversation and we right. have to do more listening right. than talking. Yeah. So what do you say to the people that um, talk, that, that, that say that, well, only time black lives matter is when a police officer kill them. What about the black on black crime? What do you say to, to the old people? Ooh, I got to be real, <laughs> I got to be real I, careful because I don't, want, cause I don't want to start talking on my head. It's some mixed it's feelings, it's okay, mixed feelings here in this table right here. Yeah. So, you know, so, get it out. So, so, so I'm going to give you my opinion. And honestly, you know, for folks who say all lives matter, that shit common sense. Okay? <laughs> I mean, that shit really common sense. Right, straight but, to the point. But the thing about it is, though, you know what? I, I think about like a like a like a leaky, like a leaky roof. Right. You in an apartment complex. You know what? You damn right. The whole roof is important, but you know what? Right now, it's uh, some uh, goddamn water <laughs> leaking up <laughs> in apartment right. 40. We need to take care of apartment 40. Right. And so what and so to my fellow black folks who would say all lives matter, I would just help them to realize something. They are right. But we are highlighting specifically police interactions and to those people who say that blacks kill other black folks. Right. My question to them is, what the hell have you done with your platform on Facebook? What the hell have you done with your platform in the community? What have right. you done to try to change it? Right. And see, and see now, you know. Let's be real about it. What has the church done? Yeah. Outside of collecting money on Sunday, right. mm-hmm. and maybe give out a little taste and scholarships, yeah. we're not wrapping our arms around children. Right. It took a whole neighborhood to save me. It took Essie Love. Right. It took Eddie Robinson yeah. Jr. It yeah. took Mr. Roscoe Robinson. Yes, sir. It took it took a whole bunch. It took a whole bunch of folks. Edna Washington. Edna Washington's yes, parents man. over there, right, on, right, right. over there, on, over there on East Side. Moses Wright. Yeah. You know, it takes a whole group of people. Who are those people in the community now for our young kids? Fact. Who are they? Who well, are they going to be? We dropped the ball. For yeah. A yeah. couple, a couple generations here have dropped the ball. And yeah. This generation got to be the one to try to pick it up. And so. And so, you know, I recognize that, I recognize that, you know, but, but those are the kind of conversations we have. Ultimately, if you have a whole neighborhood full of black folks, mm-hmm. and there is no white folks in the neighborhood, when you have violence, it's going to be black on black. Right. Exactly. Just like it's going to be white on, on white. On white, exactly. And, Hispanic on Hispanic. Like and that. another piece to the puzzle is, is that now, for the people out here who talking about data, Go up on the FBI's website and look at the stats. You will be amazed at who actually commits what crimes inside the United States. So again, 
I'm not in here tonight to talk about racist tropes or anything like that. Right, right, right. The only thing I'm trying to get folks to understand is, yes, all lives matter, but you know what? What I see and what we see is black folks being killed by the police. Right. It happens consistently. It all is, the time. It, it is always, so many times it's this escalation. And you know what? While we're talking about it, Chicago has a, Chicago has a unique problem. Jackson has a unique problem, right? Because, I mean, Jackson's Jackson is a black-ran city. Right. And they have a primarily black police force, and they have issues with brutality and other things like that. Right. But it's only because the citizens allow this shit to happen. Right. And it's the system of policing. Like, the, the system of policing tells you to police certain areas like, right. more and, and more brutally. <clears throat> but um, it's, it's kind of it's crazy that you have to, like, um, Tell people what what's the difference between Black Lives Matter and and what's going on. Especially to a black person, it's crazy that we have to have that conversation. But but you know, we gotta be careful about the shit we consume too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that this is unfiltered. Right. You know, because you know, because you know, because now I can I can just you can lay your hand down. I can just show this or I can just articulate this in a way that's gonna reach folks. Look. Just like folks watching CNN, I watch Fox News in the morning. Sometimes I cut it on okay. because I need to understand what their narrative is. I need to understand. I need to understand what they're talking about, yes, even if that shit is just absolutely asinine to me. Mm-hmm. I still need to understand it. What they and, and what we man, a whole bunch of shit <laughs> that makes no sense. Uh, you know, just downplaying Fauci, but yeah, that's all beside the point. But but the biggest piece to all of this is is that we got to teach our folks. And again, this is not necessarily educating me, but but we have to op- we have to open our eyes up to other stuff. We have to make sure. There was an article, a matter of fact, Nanette Lester here in Grenada mm-hmm. shared an article today talking about how the church got to start taking the responsibility to telling Christians to make sure that the things that you are sharing and posting online are factual. Make sure they're factual. Because what happens is when you don't, you're not being the type of Christian witness that you need to be. Right. You are, you are you are you are a disciple of Christ. You need right. everything coming out of you should be true. But yet it's still you out here spreading conspiracy theories mm. that you know right now, because of this corn shortage, there's this whole move to go into a cashless society. Right. Where's your data on it? No, you ain't got no damn data on it. Nothing right. to support it. Right. What's up? Nothing whatsoever. But that whole thing is why is it a corn shortage? Because people save any money. <laughs> That's what I said. Well, yeah, and, and then, but you know what? Even in that, I've been reading on it. So what they what they're supposedly saying, right? And I'm gonna say supposedly because it's all in a theory. This yeah, because you know we shut down. You know the economy shut down, and you know so you didn't have a lot of transactions taking place. But hell, I mean if they. If they want to solve the corn shortage, hell, all they got to do is come talk to me because I, oh, yeah. I got nothing but, but change yeah. sitting around the house. I can right, stimulate right. the come with right. change I got Fact. to do. Right. Yeah, but you know, but you know, we just, we, so my, my main message is throughout everything, we just have to find a way to lift each other up and hold people accountable. Right, you know, right, call folks right. out on their bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You know, certainly, but, you know, we just have One to One of our biggest way. problem is that we don't want to admit when we're wrong. Yeah. Right. Like that's the one problem Scrap ain't never had. You you Google it and and you show me factual stuff and I'm say I would tell you I apologize I was wrong. Wait. But it ain't a lot of scraps out there. Well, thank like, you though, man. They'll turn around and tell you what you messed up at. Yeah, it's well, a it's a lot of um 
foreign interference in our in our internet in our social media. Right. Um, we got China and Russia like interrupting our feeds right now. They got people on here, and they sharing they they making up stories, sharing articles, just saying conspiracy right. theories. Um, like supporting the ideas of why you don't have to wear a mask, why you shouldn't mm -hmm. wear a mask, confusing people basically that already don't want to be convinced to wear a mask. They right. already don't want to wear a mask. Right. And then right. you got you come up with a fake story and tell them they don't have to. Now they on it or yeah. black black on black crime is the worst thing that ever happened to us. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's, you and got, that's, yeah. We got these stories that support all these all these ideas, these preconceived notions. And um, it ain't nothing it ain't nothing but a damn distraction. That's right. all what it that's is. Said Washington said everybody hasn't been raised the same. Some people are clueless that life for black folk in America has not always been filled with iPhone, B headphone, and cheeseburger from McDonald's. Facts. Well, that's what yeah. Well, yeah. You know that's you know that's that's certainly true. Props to my props to my classmates. But again, the question is, we we already know what the problems are. Uh, you know, how do we start? How do we start to articulate that? And again, you know, my message and always has been, just like how masterminds is a powerful platform. This right. is a powerful platform. Thank you. I appreciate and so, that. <laughs> you you certainly welcome. Just like I know. That you know, as because when when I started my blog, I started the blog years ago. Mm -hmm. I had to make sure I wasn't taking in all this crap what everybody else was talking right, about, right. and I really, and I mean, I had no problems with being out here in right field because I don't give a damn what nobody say about me because they they opinion they paying no bill in my career. Right. So for me, it's just about trying to find the best way to use my platform, and and so I preach that all the time because every single person out here got a platform. Everybody got a platform. Right. The question is, how are they going to use it to uplift the community? Well, you know, if they if they're not even concerned about uplifting the community, then the question becomes, how do you share knowledge inside of your family to move your family out of the hood or to move your family to a different place? Right. You know, and so that's what we got to start talking about. That was actually a topic I had in my mind for this week. Um, how are you using your platform? Yeah. After, after the foolishness I saw in Grenada all this week. Leading up to this, yeah. that, was, that was one of my topics I had in my head. You see where me and Bam from? Like, I'm, I'm from Cross Trail. I'm, I'm from I'm from the railroad. He from Honeytown, yeah. right? Sounds down by Brickyard, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Honeytown at one time was one of the most powerful like black neighborhoods you can find around here, right? Right. But then they tore the houses down. Yep. And you had those, you had those anchors. You had those anchors in the community. Yeah, Miss Latham. You had Mister right. Roscoe. Right, Miss Libby. Yeah, Jasper yeah. Neely. You had right. You had Darby yeah. Jane. Carl All this was in the hood. Made Judy Loggins. I mean, I could just keep going uh, on and on uh, about the various different people that stayed over. Mister Lunell. We had everybody. Doctors in the neighborhood. Yeah, Essie Love. You know, Miss Love. Yeah, it was principal out in top play. Lived around, lived around the cut, and so and so again. We have we have all this technology, and and for the generation Y and Z people, you know they have technology at their fingertips, but they don't know how to be social. No, they could not. They couldn't sit in this space and mm -hmm. engage us in a conversation. Right, right, right. They'll be inside of their phones, and I'm not knocking them, but so again, in my platform at the college, I have to help them to understand that. Guess what? Before I can even teach you, one, you got to know that I care about you, and two, you got to understand. That I'm willing to listen to what you got to say. Yeah, right. I definitely want to kickstart something to um, get teachers paid more money because I think that um, it's a travesty that they don't 
get paid what they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they teaching they teaching the up and coming, right? They they molding the youth to be greater than what we are. You right. see what I'm saying? And for them not to be compensated in a way that that should guarantee them to be all the way comfortable, I think that's a problem. I, yeah. I definitely I think that's a problem. It's a it's a big it's a big systemic issue, and you yeah. have to start to unpack. You know why is education funded the way it's funded? Mm, you know yeah. what's the historical pieces behind it? What make mm. Mississippi last? Like mm. I, 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 well, like it's kind of. I can answer that. Why they didn't support funding for public schools a few? But years then ago. we go somewhere else, and it's like we advance faster than the people that lived in that state. Well, you see what I'm saying? Like and, the Mississippians. You know, at one point there was a so. So without 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 getting into this big history lesson, I tell the people tonight, I would recommend them to read two books. It's a book called Disintegration, and it's another book. It's another book called Redemption. But inside of Redemption, there's a story about what happened after the Civil War, and, uh, and back in county government, back in the eighteen in the in the eighteen hundreds, the most powerful person in county government was your sheriff. You want to know why? Your sheriff collected taxes. There was a black sheriff in Yazoo County who pretty much was chased down and hunted by white folks because he took their tax money and went and set up schools for black folks. Wow. Mm. I'm not making this up. You can, you, can read, you can read this history for yourself. And so what I'm, what I'm getting at here is there's always been a push against public education inside of Mississippi. There was once upon a time that public education almost got defunded on the state level. And the folks that say that well, the representatives up in DeSoto County, because they obviously at that time DeSoto County wasn't what it is today. Yeah, right. But those, but yeah, but those, but those white farmers knew that in order for their kids to get ahead, they was gonna have to have access to public education. And that's where private schools come from. After segregation, uh, they didn't want to fund public schools. They we don't want our kids going to school with those black kids. So we since we desegregate, mm -hmm. so now we're gonna start public schools and we're gonna put out pump all the money that we got from the years and years of you know, gain yeah. money and wealth. Right. Right. Yeah. We're going to these private schools and public schools still don't get funded. And now y'all got an old book still talking about 1963 like it was last year. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. last year we desegregated. That was the book said. That was what, almost what, 60 years ago. Right. <laughs> we, got to, we got to realize that the integration that occurred in the 60s right. was, it wasn't white folks coming into our society it was us going into their society. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of history around that. Um, you know, there's a strong part of me that questions the effectiveness of integration. That's a whole other conversation in itself. But but for me, where we are today, um, I just wonder, you know, with everything going on with the with the with the Confederate with the Confederate statues, mm -hmm. with the Confederate with the state flag and all of that. And folks talking about it, it's history, and they're right. It's it's a history of a treasonous part of the United States, and you know that needs to be in some type of museum somewhere, right? Instead of standing up on the on the on the on the county right. on the town right. town square, right? You want you want you want to stick something up there? You want to put you want to put a piece of history up there? Hey, there's a whole lot of figures we can put up. We can right. put up. Right. Right. Yeah, William Winter. We can we can actually put up a statue of William Winter. He is a, he was the governor of Mississippi from 1980 to 1984, and he was from Grenada, Mississippi. Right. 
Trent Lott's family is from Grenada, Mississippi. Right. So, you know, and, and then of course, then there's, then there's tons of black folks too. But all I'm just pointing out is if you want to remember history, and that, now, now scrapping out, that's what we should be working right. on. We should be working on making sure we are telling the uncomfortable truth inside of our schools. Yes, sir. That's how we start to make the change. I think that's how we're going to start to see some of the gains. Start reading some of the things um, you got scrapped. Um, Start up some. Well, that, they really just coming back and forth to each other. They was okay. having to come and say, well, Tony Hobson said, uh, the fact that a small town as small as Cleveland, Mississippi had two public high schools, uh-huh. the testimony of what y'all saying. Yes, yeah. Yes. Straight up. Yes. <laughs> Cleveland, great. Mississippi was under a consent decree <laughs> for damn near 50 years to desegregate those schools. They were I, yes, I teach the product of that school district. That's crazy. Eastside High School. Right. And so they had the advanced, they had the advanced math courses at Eastside, and they would bust white kids over the east side. And then for some other AP courses, they went over to uh Cleveland High School. Mm. Wow. But so that was so that was perpetuated. And there was always this thing about white flight. You know what? At the end of the day. Folks gonna do what the hell they wanna do. They're gonna do, they're gonna make the type of decisions that they need to do that's gonna be in the best interest of their kids. And so I'm sorry, if white folks wanna flee, let them flee. Because again, for me, it's about trying to achieve some level of equity. So now you got this one school over there. Uh, You know, they've been having some good successes over there, but now you got another problem. So now there's this mentality, and there's been some lawsuits about it. That if you have a white valedictorian, the salutatorian needs to be black or vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have some of that stuff going on. All right. And those teachers over there are about my age group. Hmm. So that tells you about some of the mentalities, some of the mentality and some of the politics. But the school board members are would have been about my mama's age All when right. she was living. So that just means that we got to start, we we got to we got to step up as generation X. We got to step up and say, you know what? It's time for us to do our thing. Mm-hmm. Whether if we sit on a podcast, educating the community, if we're running for office, if we're a community activist, if we're a community strategist, mm-hmm. if we're inside of our churches mentoring young folk, if we are on the street, if we are on the street building relationships with folks, even, matter of fact, even if I'm a barber and I'm cutting hair and I'm in the barbershop talking about all the different kinds of things. You're putting, yeah. just planting the seeds in somebody's head. I mean, this is the type of consistent stuff we got to do as a community that's helped save our folks. Said Washington said it's time to move that statue on the square. You damn right it is. Been trying. But, um, <laughs> before we go to another subject, we know everybody want to hear about Will and Jada and our, <laughs> our, our social topics and all that. Right. Oh, but yeah. Do you want to talk about like the brain drain in Mississippi, the, the, yeah. The black flight, basically. The black flight. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know we talk about white flight, but it's a black flight. Yeah. Watch. Just no. honestly, we just, we, we got to have, we got to have institutions to where our graduates can go and work. Mm-hmm. I was abundantly blessed. Mm-hmm. I'm not a product of HBCU. I went to homes out here in Grenada. Mm-hmm. Damn good education. Went over to Delta State University, undergrad, master's degree. Damn good education. It was all about how I networked there. I got out of school. I had a job with the, with the Levitt Board up in Clarksdale. I turned that job down, got hired at Cahoma. Mm-hmm. And Cahoma Community College 
for HBCU uh-huh. up there in Clarksdale took a chance on me, just like he's taking a chance on many other people. Right. And we have to be real. The HBCUs and other black organizations often give our people the opportunity to do things that they could not do in a predominantly white institution. Mm-hmm. And so what that tells me is that we still got to make a lot of progress. The question becomes, we got black businesses around here. How can we find a way to support them so that we can have something for our kids mm-hmm. to come back home to? Mm-hmm. That's the big question. Because white kids come back home to their hometowns, they become lawyers, prosecutors, judges eventually. Right. Um, they own businesses. Yeah. They come mainly through connections. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all connections. But you know what I'm saying? They do it though. Yeah. We don't. We don't use. We don't use our nepotism. Whatever little power. But to us, getting out of Grenada is more of an accomplishment. That's right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Them coming back home and saving. The the city is a thing for them, and us leaving, getting out of this joint is more of an accomplishment. But then we like we lose touch of the culture. Like we can't go to somebody else's culture and really get a full grasp of it. Yeah. But you know that's just that's. But at one point, we, at one point, that's what we was preaching to our people. Though we was like, "Hey, y'all gonna have, like, get out of here, get, out of here yeah. get yourself together, come back home." You but, see what but, I'm but, but, but that is appropriate too, because you do have to leave this mindset to to actually True grow. True, but okay. nobody ever comes home. Though. Yeah, they don't never come back. <laughs> yeah. Man. And if they did come back, they seem like a failure. Like we'll, we'll look at somebody. Like you probably can get a job doing the same thing you're doing now. Um, here at homes or something, but. The people that see you gonna look at you like a failure because you came back home. You see what I'm saying? Like, and that's crazy. See you too often now. You could be getting paid more here than where you at now, and then we'll still we got this dumb. It's It's that Grenada mentality. We got it's rare. I think Grenada mentality is like way worse than any other city. Like it's backwards a lot. We gonna think the worst of you. Only reason you came back because you got aid. Like that's (laughs) like for real. Like. That's that's yeah. like am I lying though? Hey, you, he good everybody. He it be, it, yeah, 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 but I'm saying like man. he ain't came back yet. So, you you know got you got check but, out you got to check out some of these places in the Delta, man. Because I promise you, the Delta they stay over there. And, and, and you know, like I say, ain't talking about nobody, but I I just I, I knew the difference when I when I landed on Delta State campus, and I used to walk to the barbershop. Yeah, my big ass was walking to the barbershop. Right. And, uh, you know, I just remember all the people. Like, what the hell? These folks out all day drinking and shit. Yeah. They ain't doing nothing. Right. And then, but then, you know, I come home, you know, and like I said, you had the same thing. But it wasn't as, it wasn't as uh, pervasive or just as deep as it was over in, in Cleveland. I was right. like, man, what the hell really going on? Yeah. But so then I had to start to, I had to start to learn and get to understand people. And then I was like, well, you know what's in this economics play? They talking about the unemployment rate. This ain't counting the folks that done gave up on looking up, looking yeah. for a job. Right, right, right. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just a different mentality. I mean, hell, 20 years later, that shit, you still fighting mosquitoes down there. You can stand out around here, and you don't have nothing barely hit you. So, right. I mean, it's just it's just totally, it's a, just a culture shock mm-hmm. going to the Delta. And that's something that we, that some good organizations have done is taking kids outside of this area. But you mm-hmm. know, the Mississippi Delta is where the most black people live. Yes, they are. And once upon a time, it held the most millionaires in the country. Yeah, yeah, but because of slavery, of course, because of cotton and rice fields yeah. and all that. But it's, it got well, like the biggest right. amount of poverty though. Also, yeah, huh? yeah, because they don't fund that area at all. At all, yeah. Well, like, the, period. Every, everything the Delta got, the Delta earned. And like it's <laughs> either you, oh, 
like that, and it's up and down. Hey, shout, shout out to my homeboy. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, what's his name, man? Over at Rosedale, the black, the young black guy. Oh, that's yeah. Like, that's yeah. my homeboy, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, how do you uh, feel about a junior council? Like, how do you feel about Grenada starting on, like, a junior council? I think it's, like, I, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Here's other here's other piece to it too. Because see, now we can talk about modeling behavior. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. It is scary as hell to me to think that I have a 16 year old cousin who says he wants to run for office, mm-hmm. and he got all this shit out here on Snapchat, Instagram, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, been, he been sending he been sending these girls all kinds of stuff. Your digital footprint is gonna catch you up. Yeah, right, right, the, right. the most, the most you can say about me is a rumor. Right. You have absolutely no evidence, no right. videos, no nothing. That's fine. The inbox. Right. That was fine. The inbox. Yeah. yeah. So, so how do we? So how do we help our? How do we help our folks to understand that? Because right. again, you know, we want to elect. We want to have our leaders to be squeaky clean, and we expect right. them to be perfect. But hey, and they be just as and dirty. They, they, they just as dirty. <laughs> You think you think like look um, at Jackson State president. Hey, man, hey, I remember. Look at Jackson no, State president. They, they, hit, they hit him up this week. Yeah, this yeah. week he, he got his time. This week he got his time. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, we, yeah, but you know he's trying to appeal too. Fact, come on, I, I got a hell of a forty dollars shot of ass. You make damn three hundred some odd thousand dollars a year. Forty, th- man, that's crazy. Like a forty dollars shot of ass. He's that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. He is in trouble. <laughs> that is crazy. And the pastor is that. Like, um, I definitely want to give a shot to Sid Washington. Sid Washington, I mean, when I turned 18, he offered to take me to go get rest for the, the voting and all that. told me the right. importance of it. But like I told him at the time, I sat him down and said, I ain't really want to hear that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, my mama took me. My mama took me. It was mandatory. But shout out to Sid, though. He, he, he offered that to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I, go, I want to give me rose today. That's one of the segments of the show again, not the roses. I want to give out my rose to Sid Washington. Throw your feel real quick, Sid. Because listen, as much as he joked and played with me, he was he was he was a good stand up guy to me. So, you know what I'm saying? Do, give my do, rose to him. Right so, yeah. Shout out your review board again. On run it down one more quick time. Yeah. So yeah. So the review board. So hey, you're gonna see the post on Facebook again. It's just a, it's just a way for us to police the police. Uh, it's a way for Grenada to become a model of a great police uh, citizen interaction inside the community. It's a way to help to make sure that the police are doing what they say they're going to mm-hmm. do. They're following their own policies. There's a survey out on Facebook. I know Reggie has shared it, and I know other people are sharing it as well. And, you know, so make sure you go out there and you fill out that survey. Be honest about it. We want your honest feedback. We're going to share the results soon. And so if you want to be engaged in this process, Reach out to Shauna Tillman. Shauna Tillman is the uh, she's the chair of this uh, group, and so she'll be the perfect person to talk to. We meet every we meet every Wednesday at seven o'clock. Keep it honest. Via via, via Zoom. Okay. Via Zoom. Via Zoom. And that's what's up, man. Please please get in contact with Jeremy Pittman or Shauna Tillman if you want to be a part of the situation. Keep it honest. Keep it right, man. We we trying to uh, make better moves for everybody in the city, basically, man. And people like him, we need to appreciate them while they're trying because Grenada will run you off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got a way yeah. of doing it. Yeah, so, man. so just kind of stay, you know, stay with us for a while, all right? Yeah, man. Hey, That's man. how you know, we are. Yeah, you know, ain't, ain't, you know, give it, give it a chance. Ain't worried about that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, man. All right, well, switch the topic Bur- real quick. Right. Sw- sweet, sweet.
Flip the switch. Mm. Mm. I want a real love, dark skin and aunt Viv love. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> you do not want that Jada in that wheel love. Oh. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Man, anything's possible. Anything's possible. All right, man, look. Man, I, she cheated on her husband. Facts. I don't want to talk about them personally. I don't care. I want to she, she cheated on her husband. I want to talk about us. Right. It's black. Like, yeah, what, what did you learn from me? She cheated. <laughs> what y'all saying about yourself, man? Not she. Listen. Not she. I learned that if somebody put me on TV and tell the whole world they cheated on me, I got a 10th day wonder right then. No. He no. wanted to. We got the t he wanted the tenth day wonder. Man, I don't care about that. Don't play with me like that, bro. Oh, listen, listen. First off, bro, black folk. Let's get this understood. This, bro. this coast to coast right here. As know. as as much as much as men get that get get that whole little rapper right. cheat, <laughs> women cheat at the same exact rate. Listen Ooh. to me again. I think they Ooh. might cheat at a rate higher. I'm gonna give them the same. I'm gonna give them the same just on the simple screen. We're gonna show equality here. Today. They do the same thing. The reason we as men we leave because we hold y'all to a high expectation. Mm, y'all okay. already think we dirt. Y'all think we mud anyway. Y'all don't care nothing about it. But we thank y'all the angels. You feel me? We get y'all. We thank y'all the world. We get y'all the whole world. That's why it hurts so bad first, when y'all do all, stuff does like that. First of all, I don't think she actually cheated. We gotta talk about separation rules. First of all. It ain't no separation room. It ain't no separation room, bro. Married. You either married or you ain't. If you take a break or you separate it, what are the, the rules to this situation? But you, you still married. You married, mean, you single, or you widowed. Right. This is so, this, this is kind of. Simple, bro. This is almost kind of like the idea of, of you know, you know, you out here committing to a diet. You out here committing to a diet of no sugar, Fact. but you know what? I'm gonna take a break for the diet, so I'm gonna go eat all the ice cream I want to eat, and cheat then day. and then I want to yeah cheat day, and then come back, and then you know I expect my diet to be the same. Hell no, it can't be the same. Don't have it. Jada took it. Jada took advantage of a situation. Right. I don't know what the hell they had going on in their marriage. <laughs> Jada Jada got caught. She catching the slack or should be catching the slack. But I'm gonna even say this. I'm gonna even put this out she here. She ain't no good. One of, you asked the question, what did I learn from this? Yeah. Folks don't know how to keep their damn relationships private. Yeah, that yeah. was that was that wasn't nobody's business. I learned that dudes is really females, yeah. Right. No, dudes are dudes. We always no. that, we always put that on females, but dudes are sensitive, bro. Okay, I, but I said no, this, I said this in man law, you ain't supposed to come out your mind. Especially if you side dude. You sign an invisible contractual agreement to shut the fuck up. If you a side nigga, bro, you done signed an invisible contractual agreement to shut the fuck up. But look. I said that back like episode three, bro. Dudes are sensitive, bro. We, I, I, I've always witnessed this. Five percent. I'm getting five percent. Five percent. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something, right? Being being that I, I didn't have my time on earth, you hear me? I done been number two before, right? Yeah. When I signed that contractual agreement, the loophole to it was I can be in your bushes. <laughs> <laughs> 
so you stop. <laughs> I can be in your bushes. You hear me? So you got to go there, right? Bro, you can't come out to the world and tell it, bro. You just can't do that. I'm sorry, bro. Ain't no woman going to respect you after the fact. Right. You see what I'm saying? Now, if it would have leaked, somebody would have, if you, it would have been a tape message or something leaked. They would have respected you a lot more than you coming out like a girl Doing before your album, album come yeah, out. Your whole yeah. rollout was based on You see what I'm saying? So basically, that's basically how you got your album on. Yeah. yeah. Publicity. Free publicity. Man, yeah. listen. You said Jada didn't get caught. That nigga sitting there spoke on <laughs> wrote songs about their situation. Jada took advantage of that man, manipulated <laughs> him in a weak <laughs> moment, man, broke that man's yeah. heart and wheels at the same time yeah. and she prayed for by women. The double standard is real. And man, I swear to God, I felt it. Hey, but, but I'm pro double standard. But she got away with words, though, bro. She, she knew I did learn something. What? What? what you learned? Entanglement. Jada, Jada the female future, bro. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Jada the future. She, she made a whole mixtape with one word. What was the word? Entanglement. Entanglement. Man, she got a copyright. Listen, first off. Entanglement. First off, like, what, what made her want to do it on the show? Like, like, what made her? Well, she had to bring it to the table. They talk about everybody else's dirt. And he had put their dirt out. Man. So she had to do it. Oprah ain't talked about Weinstein yet. Shit. <laughs> you talk about what you want to talk about. You think Weinstein clap cheek? He probably. He clapped cheek. Yeah, he yeah. Man, no, man. Stab him definitely. Oprah, Oprah, Oprah asexual, dog. She a saint. Keep believing that shit you want. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I see from Mississippi too, bro. Nah, man, man, ain't no telling. They get wild. Yeah. You homie, you eat. That's the bottom line. You homie, you eat. That's the bottom line. 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 Right. Don't put your unit in front of my girl. I don't know. Right. You, you gotta know. go to work. No. You got you got weird workouts, bro. You gotta no. go to work sometime. He gonna be at the house. No. Man, the only nah. thing I'm saying is Dang again, and, and again, right. For me, relationships are private. Right. For me, because at the end of the day, if okay, so so if so if these folks want to be swingers, let them be swingers. Right. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Right. You ain't bringing no SCDs to me. Right. You ain't bringing me your paycheck. So do what the hell you want to do. Right. But now here's the thing about it though. But you gotta have your big boy clothes on because if it come out, you need to be able to deal with you need to be able to deal with the with the shit with the shit storm that's gonna come behind. Right. But I just think that folks are too folks are so childish. They have a relationship problem, male or female. Mm -hmm. Facebook becomes a platform. Mm -hmm. Facebook yeah, yeah. is not the platform for that bullshit. Sure Sometimes when your heart broke, I deal with broke. Call your homeboy. Call your homegirl. I don't trust none of them son bitches. Nah. Oh, hell. They gonna, if I talk to them, see, they gonna make fun of me. I don't really need that at the time. <laughs> see, that's they, they, they joke first and then get serious. Right. See, I yeah. don't need to open up. See, when I talk to Facebook, don't nobody say shit. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> they, they just screenshot it and send it in the group messages and shit. So, so thing, I think we need to pay attention to with our old ladies and girlfriends and stuff, right? Listen. It's codependency. If your female rely on codependency, that means you have a problem. But that, cause that means you got to be attentive, like, 100% of the time. Yeah. Right. And the minute that you aren't, look, August Alcina going to be tapping. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. But it's always, August always around, though. Yeah. Like, 
So, so you agree with I, that? I understand what you're saying. All female got a plan B, bro. I got a situation. Fair. I got a situation hey, right now. Right this good. Oh, I got a situation right now, and so because I don't call names, I, I, I no, I, I name my women. I name my women at the restaurants. <laughs> so this woman is named Olive Garden. Okay. Oh, you know, when you home, you family. Mm. But the but the, <laughs> but, the like thing, <laughs> but the thing about it is Olive Garden Olive Garden wants this open relationship and I'm like hell I'm down for it you know I've been engaged tw- I've been engaged two times that shit ain't work see that's some shit you didn't know about no we didn't see, nah, yeah. that's some ding 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 you wanna know why because I keep all that shit private right. mm, yeah okay. you know but you know so so here she is she talking about open relationship this that and other I'm like okay so how does this work we just a nice we just a nice looking power couple. But the reason it doesn't work is she vents a lot on Facebook, whereas for me, you don't never know what the hell is going on with me. Right. I sat in a hospital for six days and folks didn't know I was in the hospital. Right. Yeah. The only way folks figured out is when I made a post saying I had pneumonia last uh, last summer. I'm like, damn, I'm hot in this motherfucker. I can't breathe and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm up in the hospital. Like, damn, yeah. bam, you in the hospital for yeah, one slip. Yeah, yeah, I just made a mistake. But outside that, you wouldn't have known. But you know that was just ingrained inside of me. If if my mama was whooping my ass, if I right. went and told anybody outside of that house right. that my mama was whooping my ass, I got another. I got right. an ass whooping that was worse. Yeah, facts. Yeah, I told everybody that Darlene was with my ass. Though. She didn't play. Them <laughs> shit hurt. She might whoop you in front of everybody. Shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Public ass whooping. So, so I think the thing like man, everybody go home, look your girlfriend in the eye. And have a conversation about codependency yeah. and emotional yeah. insecurity and um and immaturity. And y'all definitely <laughs> need to be talking about, you know what I'm talking about, uh entanglements and shit. You yeah, know what right. They're talking about the word because, entanglement. Because listen, what women don't want to hear is that with most men, sex can the lack of sex can be a problem. Yeah. That's a uh-huh. Married men, married couples should have married friends. Single okay. folks should have single friends. That mm-hmm. might be a man law. I'm writing a book called Man Law. I yeah. like that. They they could be a man law. Yeah, I, I feel it. Married married couples should be friends with other married couples. Yeah, because because guess what? Because but you gonna have one of them that gonna yeah. be. Yeah, you know, I mean, you always, you know, because like I said, I, because I, like I said, I got, I got a married girlfriend over in the Delta. Right. But you know, we, we, we ain't on here to talk about that. Right. We ain't on here to talk about my entanglement. For, for some, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, certainly, but I mean, that's just a good rule. That's just a good hard, fast rule, man. You know, and yeah. then that way, you know, when you're going through stuff, you know, it's this idea you have somebody to talk to because they married. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think all my home, most of my homeboys is married. Yeah, most of my homeboy. I can't married. just go over to my homeboy crib that's married. His wife, his wife is sitting over there at the house, and hell, he's out nowhere to be found. Right. What the hell that make me look like? That make yeah. you um, a part of his problem. Fact. Right. Well, because I'm, I'm guaranteed. Because I because it's guaranteed I can probably do what. No, I better leave. No, okay. I got about two, three friends that married. I believe that shit alone. I believe that. Everybody, everybody and a successful relationship, I think you should be allowed to make mistakes. Mm. At the end of the day, you should. You be got sins and abominations. Yeah, okay. I agree. You got sins yeah. and abominations. You can make mistakes, bro. But yeah, but you can't. Uh, you I don't. You don't can't me though. Yeah, don't go too so, far. So, you can't so, Obama so, me, bro. So the mistake. So, so the mistake for a guy. 
is this so this dime piece is walking in Walmart and you with your old lady and you look that's the mistake but yeah. the abomination and when you touch that booty oh I'm gonna take it a step further touching the ass is an abomination yeah, yeah. you you abomination it's in stone up like your old ladies in the store you might ask them to just bump you might just a bump into them man don't don't let's travel man law 49 that's exceptional rules yeah that's exceptional rules so you bumping into on the bread you grabbed it though. But we're southern. But we're southern. Come here, baby. How you doing? Yeah. Come here. Come over here and talk to baby. Scrap is a habitual sexual offender. Don't let him get you counsel. Scrap is especially heinous. Hey, listen. Listen. My thing is, though, girl, it's like she'll spot the booty before I would, though. So I ain't tripping on that. That's cool. She put it out. That's cool. See, that's love. Nah, that's just her being sleek gay. Look at that ad. But you know what I'm saying? I ain't a rock with it. She pointed it out. She wanted to remove yeah. it. Hell, but sometimes that shit be a mirage, though. Yeah. Pointed out like 80 people everywhere. Because then, like, you oh, get to them, and they unit, that, that unit, that <laughs> unit a little too hard. You know what I'm saying? She going to be like, oh, you think about that piece that was in Walmart, huh? You know what I'm saying? Hey, so you got to watch it. What it is. Shout out to say, he said, I was just a new Bible Womack. Ooh! <laughs> I swear to God. Yes, damn. Tony Hodgson said, I tell all my married and committed brothers, don't come down this road. It ain't for you. Marriage ain't for everybody. Hey, that's my dude standing up in the dungeon, bro. He ain't telling me. Turn around. Marriage ain't for everybody. Don't Man, come to Niggas giving them head and putting it on Facebook and 
Like this shit that we used to do, you feel? Like they ain't really little boy in this out here, bro. We gotta stop that. The road is that reversed. We got to stop that, bro. Like the minute the next free nigga, we gonna be out there twerking, and they gonna be the one slapping their hands and keep. You we keep going the route, bro. We go, the, the roads are reversing, and and it's tough. Like then, like in some situation, like you definitely can't do nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? Like how is you y'all going to pick out this family car? You feel me? Yeah. And, you really ain't got no, you ain't got no down payment money to be talking about what the fuck you gonna be doing. Right. You ain't finna come out this joint with no whatever you want. And Tell then you get in that situation, you like, damn, like, shorty thinks she tougher than me. Tell I got something for her, I'ma leave. Tony said the Jada era is here. Yeah, it you been gotta, here. Got to nip it in the bud. It's man. been here though. Listen, the thing is, like, entertainment, bro. Man, this is a whole nother level. This is more like some. New York flavor love shit. Like, yeah. these folks really handling us like little boys out here, bro. Like, they grabbing us by the neck, slapping us around. You can't look like Tango. Bro, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Oh, like, boy. Bro, listen, like, they ain't scared to fight us no hey, more, bro. What's the dude that married Jennifer Hudson? He was on this show. Uh, oh, he a wrestler. You on the wrestler. Uh, David uh, O'Tonga. David O'Tonga. Yeah. It's you, bro. You look like You got me duct tape. <laughs> you got me duct tape. Hell no, nah, Mike. I might. I mean, I wouldn't give a damn what that chick I'm the little Fishburne version. Nah, I'm, I'm the real one. I'm the, I'm, I'm the one that, I'm the, I'm the real one. But look, don't don't play with me like that. But look, though, but look, so, so, the, so the educator in me, right, the educator in me have to say this. So for all these women out here and dudes out here, you married in Mississippi, right. and you out here cheating on your old lady, you doing all this other shit. I got some words for you. Alienation of affection. Your wife Ooh. or your husband can sue you. Yeah. Because you out here and tricking you got you out here tricking off. Mm. All right. Keep Damn. that in mind. Keep they can sue mind. you. Yeah. For tricking off. That is right. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Alienation. Yeah. We in trouble. Alienation yeah. of affection. Of affection. I think it's. I think it's three. I think it's three states in the United States that still Georgia have that torch. You know what? Georgia. It was somebody that sued, uh, dude sued Arcata real shit. So you, yeah, alienation of affection. Here, uh, here in Mississippi. Yeah, go down, you go down and hire one of these attorneys there. I ain't gonna tell you which one. What's the girl from American Idol with the big mouth? Uh, the real life. Uh, what's her? Uh, Fantasia. Fantasia. Her yeah. ex-husband sued up for that, didn't it? I think so. That is crazy. Alienation of affection. Yeah, they, they can sue the guy. You can sue your old lady as well. That's what it says. Yeah, you, yeah. you can yeah. sue yeah. for the guy. Alienation of affection. You can sue the guy and the old lady. See? Bro, listen. That's what I'm saying. See, marriage is a whole different ball game. That's right. And like, this ain't no boyfriend-girlfriend state. It's a contract. Yeah. Marriage is a contract. It's a contract. You, you marriage is a contract. You signed before a witness. And yeah. you got yeah. to be um noted. What you call it? Right. Notarized. Right. So if Mississippi one of state like if you get caught and um, committing adultery like you like it can throw off your uh, your your prenuptial agreement. You better talk to a lawyer about that. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's how your lawyer right there. Yeah, I right, think right. That's, yeah. Okay. That's more See, personal. You know, and, and that was that was the whole thing. You know, you know, as you know, I ain't going through nothing, boy. So I'm scared. You know, <laughs> you know, we you know we always talked about was was the idea of marriage is it a religious is it a religious function or is it a function of government. And so, you know, I've always, you know, asked my students that question when we talk about just the legal system in right. my business law class. Like, hey, so what is it? I mean, which is which? And then just tell me why you think that. But, you know, all of that is just getting people to think critically. It's legal. Yeah. yeah. The um, the, the institution of marriage started with, like, um, preachers wanting to make money, basically. 
Mm. They, they would charge you to make you a union. Mm. Okay. They charge you to. to so prior to that, like, what made you a union? Um, owning land together, forming, um, just living together and loving each other, basically. Yeah, yeah. Common, common law marriage. What are we doing now? Yeah, shacking common, up. Shacking up. Common law marriage, yeah, pretty much shacking. Yeah. Yeah. And you know it's crazy when folks die, right? And you know I thought for years that one of my neighbors were married. I went to the funeral and realized they wasn't married. I was so damn shamed. Damn. I was so shamed. Mm. I was like, really? Because then you know, but. We I mean, like, can't you still get paperwork? Like, like you still get, like, here. you feel me? Like, Come along with you together, like, over 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, Mississippi, I'm not sure Mississippi has that law on the books, but, I mean, you you could, I mean, you could conceivably make a will and leave it to somebody else. I yeah. mean, you know, you could always do that, but. Monogamy is a Western construct. Say it with you. Hold on. Wait a minute. Okay, say it. Let's get it in. Hold up. Wait a minute. So elaborate. I need you to elaborate. Hold on. So so was Jada deal wrong or not? I'm trying to we finna get to it. We finna get to the meat of it right now, cause common law is not recognized in Mississippi. Okay. He said he said common law is not recognized in Mississippi. This nigga know the laws or he's Listen, uh, I, I want, I want, I want to know. So, what, 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 what's supposed to be the, 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 the thing to do? Then is you with polygamy or something? Like, again, it is like three women, three black women, every black man. My thing again is, if you want, if you want to go out there, if you want to be freaky, if you want to take the risk to get that reward. <laughs> Yeah. Or if I hit just slinging wood, you know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, if you want to do it, you just know it's a risk. See, again, see again for me, for me, that's the, that's folks' personal business. Yeah. You know, it becomes community business when your ass out here, you know, passing around packages and shit. Look at other cultures around the world. Right. Men have multiple wives and concubines. Okay, then. They don't make right. your rights here. Okay. Concubines. <laughs> Not in the rugby band. But yeah, you all right. Yeah. 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 As long as you can take care of them. <laughs> okay. Well, Dude, you take it back to concubines. I can't. Well, Trust, but you, but you know the way Natasha Rogers set up, bro, I can only afford one person. <laughs> one, one of the things my mama no ingrained in me, she ingrained in me, it is evil for a man not to take care of his family. That's true. Whatever you do, take care of home. But well, niggas got like six, seven families, though. Well, yeah. shit, they better get out there. They better get out there and get it. <laughs> that was, that was, that's why they took it out. That's where that, that, you break that pot out. Now, yeah, now, I had an older man always tell me, bro. He said, whatever you do, that's fine. But whatever you do, make sure you take care of home. Yeah. He said, you can look at me and look at what I'm doing, whatever I got going on. But you better make sure I take care of home. Right. Even the greatest leader the world has seen, King David had multiple women. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Chelsea said to get out of here. He was hungry. Right. He was hungry, <laughs> man. That's what that was. Yeah. Okay. I'm listening, hey, man. Right, David, was, David was rough. David was rough. Yeah. But now, mm-hmm. hey, a lot of people, hey, Mick Cannon said the only animals on earth that's into monogamy is on um, seahorses and uh, <laughs> penguins and seahorses. They don't own two animals. He, he a lot like, of some of uh, some. Chim- not chimpanzees, it, you know, some primates. Yeah. Besides humans are into it too, but yeah. they also trade stuff for um, sex, like prostitution too. Though. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, but now for the now, yeah, yeah. That forty dollars okay. special. Yeah. So hey, but they let you know how close 
we we like one percent away from being twenty twenty five. It's gonna be dudes on Facebook trying to get the forty dollars. Yeah, they already done. <laughs> like it's gonna be like, and women gonna pay them like mega person, mega mega mega, <laughs> mega hey. just got shut down. Hey, shout out to my uh, fans on the page. Look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Man, listen, bro. You on OnlyFans? I got OnlyFans. What, what, what you? What, who you? Who you aim to? Shake a tail, Philly. You supposed to get like oh, the amputees and like folks they got like amputated legs. I take advantage of OnlyFans. 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 Professor Bam. Paraplegic. Yeah. Professor Bam. That's your OnlyFans. That's your OnlyFans. Professor Bam. Ain't no way. I'm out here. I'm out here schooling them. Listen, bro. Yeah, I'm second man, Professor Bam Bam. Too. Bro, bro, Professor Bam Bam. Bro, what, what's up, one name Scout? Uh, Safari or uh, Nick Bernard? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he is living our fucking OnlyFans, bro. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Ain't, ain't no way. Bro. I'm trying to tell you. You can't bro. be prostitute, not chill, bro. Man, listen. With that flag in the background. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Content is content. Content is content. I mean, look. Man, look. Okay, let's think about it for a minute. Reggie Big Boy Burrow. <laughs> yes, sir. Listen, think about man. if you could get, you could get 50 good. people. Mm-hmm. You could get 50 people to to subscribe to your content right. for $10 a month. Right. That's $500 a month. Right. $500 a month. That's that's a thousand dollars. That's a thousand dollars for two months. I mean, you ended up sitting pretty big at the end of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can go criminal shopping for real, right? Yeah. yeah. If you get fifty, you most definitely. But like, don't 70. you get taxed or something? Like, don't you got to pay taxes on that? We well, make oh. a certain amount of money. No, yeah. they don't get taxed. Well, see, here's the thing. Well, now, of course, now you know we can talk about what you should legally do and then what folks do. Okay. <laughs> you know, so so let me be so let me be hundred percent clear. Now, legally. You probably should pay some self-employment taxes right. on it, but I mean, it's I mean, most likely it's a cash business. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you know, content sales. I mean, you have people who make soft porn. You got people who who just look good. Cause I follow a chick on Instagram named Rachel Fit. You need to follow her. No. If, you if you don't follow she Rachel don't Fit, if you don't now look, I don't buy I don't buy shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy what, shit. What you say, man? Her name is Rachel Fit. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to show you who she is. I'm going to show you who she is. Life changed. Life changed. I have been sitting in my office. I have been sitting in my office with my cell phone up and a student walking. Mr. Pittman, what's wrong? I was like, man, I'm looking at Rachel Fit. Mr. Pittman, who Rachel Fit? Look, you take your ass home and you yeah. figure that shit out. Okay? Yeah, I ain't going to think about this shit out here in school. But you go home and you look at it. I'm like, damn, Mr. Pittman, you put me up on game. I'm like, hell, I ain't no, I ain't no sleep, nigga. Right, come yeah. on now. Yeah, time to him. But the the whole OnlyFans thing, like it. it hey, I got a question. Yeah, it's I, just got, like it's, I got a bunch of questions. Interactive Playboy. I, I got a question. Like, cause I seen it been posted. It's been asked. Is it prostitution? Is it prostitution? Mm. Let's be honest. Is yep. it prostitution? Well, it's pornography. It's, it's sex would, work. So. Would you? It's pornography. I guess. Would you? Would you say that it's? Prostitution is more like. Then we had to ask the broader question: Is por- right, pornography? Right is pornography? Okay, then. I, I think I I seen her on Snap. Yeah, I follow her religiously. Yeah, you follow her on Snap. Yeah. I, I don't. You know when you, you know when you the stories on when they yeah. say swipe up, right? But I don't know swipe up. Like right click, save What's the point of swiping up? Yeah, man, listen. Be on the website, man. But but you know what though? I don't know. 
Because, you know, prostitution for me, I guess for me, I think about prostitution as being you are actually engaged in a sexual act. But these people, they all they're doing is selling the dream and the experience. Yeah, they ain't, you ain't actually getting touched. Okay. Well, someone will meet up. I was like, maybe he's just buying it for somebody. Well. But then one time I was in the kitchen mm. and he started in the living room and he was smoking. You feel me? And it was like, Damn. come on. Like, Smoke something. How buddy, like, <laughs> like, buddy, how that make you feel? You feel me? Preach it. But I ain't never come out the back though. I let him live. He, I guess he's still somewhere around smoking. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I got I got another social topic. Okay. How do y'all feel about um your girlfriend being more successful than you? Or more popular? I think I think I think it's a pride check. I think it'll put your pride in check. Yeah. See, I I I, I kind of well, I ain't gonna say she make more money than me. Like on paper, she make more than me. Right. So you know what I'm saying. I'm pretty much going through it now. But the thing is, like this ain't my first rodeo. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I done been in some more situations where you know what I'm saying on paper, quote unquote, they got they make more money than me. Yeah, on paper, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. It don't bother me. It don't bother you. No, yeah. because I just feel ahead. like. I just kind of feel like, you know, for me... I think it bothers women more than it bothers Yeah, maybe so. But but for me, I feel like, you know, me and her, we in a relationship. Even if, even if she ended up leaving me, you should be in a better place. You should be in a better place after the relationship because you was with me to start with. Right. That's, that's the way I see the world. Matt, you missed a great episode so far, man. Yeah, uh, say, say, what does success mean? I think, I think over all in all, I think if she made more money, money than We're talking about money, basically. Yeah. And I think... Like right now, like 
black women is making more money than black men right now. Yeah, yeah, I think, I, that's I think right. Now they might not get paid to the dollar as much as us, but I believe they got jobs where they yeah. make more money than we do. Yeah, I, 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 I see, I, I seen um, somebody bring it up. It could have been Umar or somebody, but anyway, they was like the black woman is like the only. The only woman of any race that they're making more than the man, you know what I'm saying? Gotta like, watch some alternative facts. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm like, I, I gotta see some data on that. Yeah, I'm so, like to see some data on that. But again, they graduating, they graduating at a, at a higher rate than us. This That's fact, true. they they going into the field that they graduated from at a higher rate than us. Right. You see what I'm saying? Then they ain't dealing with incarceration and all that extra shit like now, we dealing with. Now they are being entrepreneurs more. You they, feel they, what I'm saying? They starting the most small businesses in the country over everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the the hustle, the hustle of the black woman, um, is definitely there. You got to respect it, but at the end of the day, like they, they get some advantages too. Yeah. Don't let that don't let that money shit fool you. Like, but you know what I'm saying? We worried about the PS5 though. Uh, mm-hmm. niggas, niggas that worry about the next day, bro. Like yeah. we ain't shit. Bro, we getting killed yeah. out here. We, we get murdered. Yeah. But I ain't got no we problem. Murdered. I don't have a problem with her making more money than me, um, being more popular, more successful, because y'all get to admire her when we walk into a room. Yeah. Well, I got her all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's some old. That's some old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's standing. That's some damn yeah. book nasty shit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. You just come on with that shit, bro. You sounded so lying saying that shit. Okay, then. You sounded so lying. <laughs> oh, I get that mile all the time. You gonna be mad as a motherfucker when them 375 goddamn inboxes come in. They do that with your name anyway. Nah, it'd be like 120. That's yeah. still too yeah, yeah, It'd be like 120. <laughs> after, but when they popping. After, after three, bro. After, listen, after three is too many. Man, man. damn, that. She ain't saying no to no 375. Somebody she ain't saying no to 150. Somebody she gonna let soul sandwich her. At 150, somebody <laughs> Somebody's gonna let her let she gonna let somebody get her, get her six to twelve inches. I was about to say at 150, <laughs> she getting them six inches though. <laughs> <laughs> at 150, that's too much. Sometimes the six inches wide. <laughs> <laughs> With a bag of chips. Oh, no. And them oh, stained no. plates. Oh, no. oh, no. Hey, I'm just saying. Sometimes you can't take the whole twist. Sometimes you need six. Oh, God damn it. Man, don't act like you ain't got no you ain't had no good six inches. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you act like that. Don't you act like that now. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Listen, that Hennessy is kicking yeah. in, bro. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Listen, man. We got Bam in the Bill Mastermind Podcast episode. 109 on Look your that. ass, Ooh, He didn't hit the line this morning. Okay, then yeah. we in the... You see what Matt said? <laughs> is it me or the scrap a little like Quinn? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Period, so I'll take that, bro. Bro, damn. Listen, somebody called me Mom Perry today, bro. I'm telling you, I got some fire hot. Listen, man, I'm scrambling. I'm not Farad. I'm not Frankie Reed. I'm not Cheese. <laughs> I'm not Cheese. You all the biggest, bro. I'm not Mom Perry, bro. I'm damn so. Did I tell y'all I'm not fucking Farad, bro? I'm not Sig Sippy, bro. I'm scrapper. I don't look like none of them guys, bro. Man, you look like Farad. Listen, I had a white woman talking about I look like Morris Chestnut. Listen, bro, I'm none of them guys. I'm scrapper. Now she laughing. I'm scrapper. 
Don't confuse me with no goddamn. It's a compliment. Ain't no damn compliment. Well, I take it though, but the, the mom parent shit, that shit kind of rubbed me a little wrong. <laughs> Cause I look way better than me. Oh, <laughs> I look you. way better than me. Fuck that. Don't call me no goddamn mom parent, man. I'm telling you, I, that's my rent for the day. That's my rent for the day. I'm alright now, but listen, bro. Don't call me no damn mom parent. Don't call me. No, you call me for ride, bro. That's gonna get you. That's gonna come with a fight. I'm not for ride, bro. I'm not what? six seven, bro. You look like six seven. I had somebody in Jackson stop me at the gas station, like, bro. On everything, all them time you sent me them kites and shit. I'm like, whoa, bro. I'm like, bro, I ain't never seen nothing. No shit. Yeah. He was like, ain't you from Grenada? I'm like, yeah. Shit, your tags like Grenada, man. Shit, you you got me for ride. Ain't you for for ride? Nigga, I'm scrapper, goddamn. Nigga, I never been to prison. I never sent nothing to prison. I'm broke all the time, bro. I'm reading them down here now because I got to give my daughter some shoes. Farad Jr. Man, my dude stopped me and said, bro, all them times you sent me them kites, I'm looking like, bro, I ain't sent you shit. Goddamn. Nigga got me sweating with that. Man, listen, bro. I'm not Martin Perry. I feel oh, y'all, man. Damn, yeah, listen. If you know, you know. That's why I mess with y'all, bro, because I was going to come in here and rant about um the live and the whole Como shooting thing. Yeah. But y'all got me laughing and stuff. Yeah, I, can't, I can't be mad. Listen, right he was you like, got, you got to make this drink Hennessy every week, man. No, because then I start sweating. I get musty too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't no, drink that. Listen, that's what I'm saying. It done got a little warm. My glasses done got fouled up. This man sound look like quit love. You do. know what I'm saying? You feel me? Nathan going to come over there, man. You look just like Doug, man. You just look darker. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> he going to do the Doug. Okay. You, you do look like Farad, Bro, man. quit saying this. Hey, at least they hit you. At least they hit you. With <laughs> no, I don't want to disrespect the professor. No, no, no. You ain't disrespecting me. But look, what I'm just saying, man, at least they ain't say you look like Marlon. Bro, listen, man. I had to. Bro, I forgot. Bro. You know, we just find out that our cousin and shit about 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Man, I had yeah, good. Man. Man, you know, we call she was like, man, she was like, you look just like my classmate. Like who your classmate? His name Marlon. I look. I said, I, took, I said, man, my eyes straight, guys. Oh, <laughs> my eyes straight. Oh, oh, oh shit! Man, oh, don't do shit. me like that, man. Hey, man. Oh, man. Listen, listen. <laughs> Anybody local? They say you look like. Damn. Look. Yeah. Out there on that. Out there on that. I've been campus, going too long for Out there on that campus, mm-hmm. we got a new chemistry teacher. That well, you know, because when I go to work, I'm fresh. I got my suspenders on. Man. You know what I'm saying? Neck, you know, got my necktie, whatever, button-down shirt. Right. Dr. Jones, hell no, I don't look like that man. <laughs> hell, Dr. man. What the, hell, what the hell is wrong with y'all? What y'all think all big people look alike? <laughs> yep. it's, 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 I, mean, I mean, hey, and for me, when the students call me, what about name other than my name? Yep. Oh, that's dead. It's over for the whole damn season. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, because you don't know who I am. Yeah. That's crazy. Get the hell out of here. You got a problem. Nah, who, 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 who already look like? <laughs> Stanley Burns. Oh, he can look just like him. So, so Scrappy, you don't think people have a doppelganger? You don't think we got twins out here? Because now, yep. because now there was some, there was some old lame ass yep. dude up there in Yellowbusha <laughs> County who I went with at Walmart back in 1996, 97. Right. That motherfucker looked just like he looked just like me. I think that nigga name was Jeffrey or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the hell? And people used to confuse us. But no, I'm going to tell you, uh, Miss Goins. Miss Goins. Larry Fry whooped my ass a minute day because Miss Goins confused me and Brian Richardson. 
with each other. Yeah, nah, I can I see, can that. see that. I can, that's I can, fucked up. Oh, God, I can no, see that. That's I fucked up. That. that was fucked nah, up. No, 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 no. That was fucked up. And I'm going to tell you why that shit was fucked up. Because, hell, BK would be in the back of the class tripping out. Here go my little nerdy ass up here trying to do some work. Jeremy, go out in the hall. Go to the office. For what? I ain't saying shit. I agree. Got <laughs> I ain't said a damn thing. Yeah, I done, yeah, I done heard it all. I done, mm-hmm. Hell no. I done got Bodine or everybody. They done, <laughs> damn, man. They got the whole hood. Whoever dark skin, bro. That's it. Listen, I'm talking about come out the woodwork. Well, you know, no respect. No respect. Bodine, that's good. That's good. Somebody did say I look like Just know who the echelons is. You know what I'm talking about? No respect. Say that look like who? Yeah, A.T. Oh, for real? Yeah. Say you look like who? Scrap? Yeah. Listen, bro. Lonnie, know you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got trophy for these looks. Who's your daddy? Yeah, so, you know what, what I'm saying. <laughs> like my, my, my like my daddy, he had I don't know what kind of jeans he had, bro. But that dude had some weird jeans. He did none of us come out looking like, bro. For some odd reason, bro, when I look at Google, I want this an old time road. Oh, little Nas A. Hey, man, cut this shit off, bro. Y'all don't stop fucking playing with me, man. Every time, man. Every time one of you niggas say that shit, bro, a fight go with that. I will slap you in the street, man. That nigga, man. How the fuck you gonna get mad because you look like a man? I will slap you in the street, nigga. Oh, God. Look, man, look. Man. Last week they had Blackout Tuesday, bro. Facts. Um, the <laughs> the results of that jump, man, kind of came back, man. And um, a lot of black businesses saw a little growth okay. from Blackout Tuesday, man. So I just wanted to shout that out, let everybody know the results from that. And like I said, we need to we need to do it to where uh, like we get that Saturday popping out like every Saturday. We might go Blackout. Yeah, I mean, black hey, Saturday. you know, just like American Express got the small business Saturday. Okay. Yeah, okay. So why not? So why not? So why not have? Why not? Why not each town create something? Called the black pages, and then you have a listing of all of your black businesses. When, when they say that's like, um, fuck them. I mean, what they get, they get like affirmative actions. Yeah. Hey, they got a website called Now. This like, uh, what you call it? Uh, uh-huh. Like the yellow pages. It's an ethnic website. Yeah, Now. It doesn't look look by by no means because think about it. back when Black Planet was out there. Right now, I'm really telling my age. <laughs> I talked to several. White females on Black Planet. Mm. Yeah. So you know, so just because it's Black Planet or the Black Pages doesn't this or, 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 or the or the or the Black Business Journal, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't mm. mean that you're excluding anybody. It's just again, it's like Black Lives Matter. You just you focus on this one segment. You focus on this one ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that um, incorporating um, white businesses and our well, in the, in the black pages, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't like be local, like local. Or just, but see, it, it, Jackson it, it, State, they still the same. They got Chad out there. He marching with the band. They get Grant money. Can we swing it around us? Can we swing that around us? The other piece to it is, is that if you're gonna do something like the black pages, you got to also look at. You gotta also look at who is actually putting support into right. into in, into the, the community. community. And the only reason I bring that up is because you look at some of those segregation academies, you got all these different banks out here supporting them. But then you go over, you go over to Shelby, Northside, or, or you go over to North Bolivar School District. 
They may not have a single bank supporting that football team. Right, right, right. So, you know, so it's that kind of stuff. You know, and like I said, but that's a whole other topic, Reggie, just talking about economics. Just spend a whole night talking about money right. economics. All right. Well, so, and I'm with you. We're going to have another yeah. episode one day. Right. Uh, but the griot.com had an article on it called Blackout Day where they showed, you know, pretty much all the results of it. If anybody want to check that out, go to the griot.com. All right. Um, Texas. Texas football players requested um, major changes to happen on the campus. Yeah. They got major changes to the campus. They, mm. Texas University decided to keep the song, which is what? Um, what's the name of the song? Oh. The Eyes of Texas. The Eyes of Texas. Mm. The Eyes of Texas was a song that originally came from a menstrual show where a guy in blackface pretty much sang it. But they want to make it um all inclusive. They said they're going to give people a thorough history of the song. Um, and redefine the meaning of it. But as far as the campus go, they're going to add black statues of players. They're going to remove statues of, of Confederate soldiers or Confederate leaders or whoever they had. Right. Um, they, they plan on changing one name, one section of the stadium. They're going to give it a black name. Mm-hmm. They, they like pretty Texas much, University, hook them on. Yeah. No, Longhorn. Longhorn. I think that's great, but also the other piece of this is is that if there if if that if that university is not teaching a seminar course about the history of that institution or, or even or, or, or even if the history faculty if they're not teaching truthful United States history, then you end up running the risk because you got to remember now, the kids coming out of some of these high schools, they they're getting down they're getting watered down histories mm-hmm. because in some places Slaves are referred to as migrant workers. Immigrant mm-hmm. workers, yeah. Immigrant workers and migrant workers. And hell, that's not, that, that is not what a slave is. What a dream. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, <laughs> so, it's, so it's, very, it's very, very important that we talk about, we talk about the curriculums that's being taught. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just ultimately essential. And I, and, and I, and I said this in a forum in Jackson, that to me, one of the most powerful people you have in the community is a black educator. But not only is it important to have a black educator, you got to have a woke black educator. Yes. Because just because just because they black folk don't mean that they just just because they skin folk don't mean they black folk. Do you do you want to see more black men get into um, education? I think we should be there. Mm-hmm. I think we should be there. Because even out there on the college campus, you have situations where only a man, only a man could reach that suit. Mm-hmm. A student got mad at an instructor, cussing, kicking, kicking the garbage can down the hallway. I stepped out of my classroom and I just stood up. I posted up. I just looked at dudes. They're like, "My bad, Mr. Pittman." Mm-hmm. I said, "Hey, let me holler at you for a minute." So you know, everybody kind of knew. If I take you outside, we gonna sit on that tree. That means that we're gonna have this conversation that ain't gonna be documented nowhere. And All I'm right. just gonna tell you, hey, look, man, cut that shit out. Yeah. Because you're making yourself look bad. See, what you got to know is. These same people sitting in this room with you might be people who got to hire you one day. Mm-hmm. They got right. to give you a reference, and here you are out here being an ass. Right. So no, so no, that. don't do that. That's a bad representation of who you are. So no, but but it's just but but see, we got to be inside of those spaces because so, we have to we have to harden up our folks. Mm-hmm. And then there's only there's gonna be certain times that only a man can talk to another man about an issue. Like I said, because when we talk about our days in school, most mm-hmm. of the time, though. Those powerful black men that uh, 
Oh, Mr. Frow, Sammy yeah. Jackson, or Mr. Harris. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Those names gonna always frequently pop up. All the time. Yeah. And it go back to what we said earlier, where we don't get attached to the object. We get attached to relationships. We gotta know that they're educated like us or they care yeah. about us. So we ain't gotta like us. But yeah. you, we gotta feel like you care exactly. about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll do it for you because you we know you care about us. Elder Wright lived right down the street from my grandma. Elder Wright never, I can never remember Elder Wright ever raising his voice at me. But the amount of respect I have for him. Yeah. And I and I said to myself, I said, you know, there's a lot of things I do wrong. I a lot of things I've done wrong in my life. But I do know one thing. When you say that, when you say that name, even when you go outside of Grenada, when I say that name over in Clarksdale, they're like, whoa, really? You grew up down the street from him? We know you mm-hmm. good folks because they because they know what's been ingrained in, mm-hmm. in folks. And so that's the that's the kind of thing, just constantly investing inside of each other. Thank you. Yeah. That's real yeah. Uh, and we gotta work on that balance of being stern and and communicating with them. Like, we, we be so emotional sometimes. We get so loud that the kids, they shut their ears off. They yeah, they quit right. listening. You see what I'm saying? And and everything, you could have been telling them everything right, but just the tone of your voice done spooked them so bad that right. they ain't listen to shit I'm you sure. said. They, like, they, they go somewhere and be like, man, I don't think Scrap would like me. So yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got a system stacked against them. They racially profile. They go out to Walmart. You can't get a job because maybe they got one or two, one or two tattoos in the yeah. wrong place, mm-hmm. or because maybe, or because maybe some other factor because of who they some kin to, right. and so then, you know, we don't want to hire. We don't. We don't. No, there's no guy around to show them how they can be entrepreneurial and make money by doing some other things like some hard labor, mm-hmm. like what, like what Mr. Sheets, like what Mr. Cecil Shelton used to have us doing. Mm-hmm. Out here cutting grass and stuff, right mm-hmm. out of the graveyard. So then what they do is, you don't lock them out of, of participating in the legal economy. So when they go out and they participate in this illegal economy, now you want to down these folks. But no, what the hell did you do to try to help this brother? What right. the hell did you try to do to help this brother not be in that situation? Right. And folks and folks just love to use that trope that black folks ain't nothing but dope dealers, this, that, other. That's a damn lie. A basketball you know, player. Exactly. You a living witness here. Yeah. Right. You're, you're, Testament to yeah. Right. I have never I have never spent a single night in jail. I have never been to prison. Damn. Have I been arrested? One time. Yes, I sure. have. I was in a sixteen hour one time. Right. Mm-hmm. And that shit was the that shit was like scared straight. Like I did <laughs> not know that conditions was that bad in Grenada <laughs> County Jail. Yeah. Bro, I had ate some some grits and I thought I thought it was applesauce. But when I ate them and seen it was grits, I spit that shit out. Told them for call my mom. I don't give a fuck how much it cost to bum me out. I, I got the money. I got the money somewhere else. But call her and tell her to come bum me out. Cause this ain't for me. I was itching and shit. Yeah, it was terrible. It was, that was the worst. Sixteen hours. But I got some street cred behind it though. Yeah, yeah. but the, but the, but the other but the other piece to it too is about not beating down on our own folks. People people make mistakes. Cause as long as you live, you are gonna make mistakes. Yeah. And so you know. And I've just been straight up about it. I've taught a lot of former felons. They make some of the best students in my yeah. business all playing. They Because they know the law. That's reform. And they, and, they, and they come with it. Shout out. And they come ready to learn. And that's why I tell you about, like, reform whore make the best wives. Facts. 
They know everything. They know what they need to do and what they don't need to do. Right. You know what I'm Reformed whores. Reformed whores make the best fucking wife ever. <laughs> swimming the subject. We go swimming the subject. All right, you, I, you check your watch. All right. Look. No, yeah, you good. You good. Man. The, the shooting the Como, man. We're going to talk about that. All right. right. Which was the mindset. The mindset that we can't go somewhere without having a gun. Like, first off, what did that part of thinking came from? Like, when mm-hmm. do you think that? Because I remember time, like, for example, like, in the in the early 90s, like, my daddy used to take me to the drop with him up in Good Spring. Mm-hmm. And we would go in the daytime. They had, like, pool tables and shit in there. So, and it was like the, the, the thing back then was, like, knives, like. They'll sneak a little pocket knife in them. What you say, son? You see what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, but what did we get this Sorry, mentality guys. that we can't go nowhere without a gun? Like, okay, this the other top. This the mm-hmm. other side of it on um, that Black Lives Matter and right. Black Right, right, right. Let's have that conversation right now. Right. You know, it, it's always it's always like little. It's these little small town beefs. Mm-hmm. I think about Jonestown and Friars Point. Mm-hmm. Jonestown might be the size of Pine Hill, and Friars Point might be the size of Eastside. Mm-hmm. You know, but you just got this beef, and and nobody really knows what the shit started. Right. But they just gonna perpetuate it. The the Hatfields and McCoy. Right. 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 You know, it is just it is just ends up it ends up being perpetuated, and then but but see again, I fought. I fought the older guys in the community for perpetuating Facts. that shit. Facts. Ultimately, they're the ones. They're the ones who are responsible. Yes, it's, yes, it is true that some of the younger people out here going out here doing stupid ass shit. But guess what? They model behavior from somebody. Yeah. They got this shit from somebody, and no, no, and it, it is not necessarily being a product of music because I listened to N.W.A. Yeah. growing up. I used Facts. to sneak and listen to it, but I listened to it. And you know, and yeah, it's true enough. Yeah, you know, I grew up, I grew up over there in uh, Huntertown. I grew up on East Side or whatever. And yeah, I had people, uh, I had people in my ass. But the difference is, scrap. If your child do something wrong, I can't say shit to your child. That is I crazy. I can't say nothing to your child. That is Not crazy. at all. But even though, even though, even though you know I mean your child well, but Thanks. you don't want me to say shit to your child. That's crazy. But you know, me being in the street a little more these days than I usually be, man. I'm seeing that. They are following the pattern from the music though. Like yeah. when they favorite rapper do say Papa Molly is I know the kids that pretty much was good kids through all through school. Right. And they out of school now, they popping perks and Damn, that's smoking right. Right. My little cousin like but, had a scholarship, a full academic scholarship. Right. To go to then uh, anywhere he wanted to go and by the time the end of his scene he was like he just gave up on life. But and that's crazy. I think they are following the music, and I think um, that mindset of I gotta prove that we the baddest clique. But do you think the music in influenced you? To a certain extent, yeah. yeah. To a certain extent, because I knew when I was on some bullshit, like you know, I knew what I listened to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking right. The weekend, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> listen to the weekend. When I had on my mind, it was Ti stand up or something. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, and, and you know, <laughs> let me say this, and, 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 I, and I'm honest about it. You know, parents. Parents cannot be around their children 24 right. seven. You know, I mean, I mean, we understand that. Right. But again, though, I was reared and I wasn't raised, and I and I just think it's a big difference between rearing and raising. Rearing is motherfucker, you gonna do what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. 
raising this. Oh no, Scrapper, don't do that. Right. Don't do that, Scrapper. Go stand right. in the corner. Hell no. Nah. Yeah. And you know, and I, and I and I and I'm not advocating that you got to beat somebody's ass. You I ain't saying that either. Sometimes. But well, yeah. But you gotta tap that but, but but the thing about <laughs> it is, children have to respect. Children have to have respect for those parents. Right. Those parents got to be up for the task. Yeah. And I mean, and it was just it was so hurtful for me to see our you know, our young women out here stereotyping other black women talking about they'd rather go out to the club and raise their child. Well this chick that said this don't ain't don't have a child, ain't never had any interaction with trying to help raise children. Right, right, right. I had I you know, I helped raise my nephews. I don't have kids of my own, but I helped raise them when they were little. Right. And you know, like I said, I tell my nephews not to do something, they don't do it. Yeah. Cause they know I mean business. Yeah. And I ain't never had to lift my hand and, and knock the fuck out of them cause yeah. they wasn't doing what they were supposed to do. They, they feel it. Yeah. They right. hear it in the tongue. Yeah. That's why I was my uncle Butch. Again, they gotta know somebody Shit. care about them. <laughs> right. and they gotta know when you tell them something that you mean the best for them. And it ain't gotta be a man. Y'all meet my uncle Bush, bro. I promise you, man, he don't. He don't raise his voice or nothing. But he sound like you gotta know when he read the swing on you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what you say? Yeah, what you say? Yeah, yeah. You call him hey, uncle. You don't call him uncle. Ain't nothing. Yeah, you call uncle. Yeah. What's up, bro? Yeah. People know. Like I said, you right? Because I mean, people. People. I mean, they know who the jokes are. They know who the jokes are inside the educational institution. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have people who are gonna say, "Well, you know what? We need. We need to have." We need to have more prayer in school. We need to have folks inside the church. Now, we don't necessarily need more people inside the church. We need more people inside that church coming out into the street and doing the work. Yeah. That's that's what we need. So They got to come outside the walls so and touch after, the lives. After, after all that, how do you reach them guys that did the shooting at the party? Like Maybe not them exactly, but the people that's around them, the guys, they age group. How do we reverse that? Like, How do we make them understand that? We should matter to each other. Also. We definitely gotta give them something to do. Yeah, yeah. And that's a part of it. Yeah. Start. Yeah. Especially right. You gotta start having. You gotta start having those conversations. Having those conversations in places and places where they are. Right. I mean, you have to. You have to talk about being in the barbershop. You got to have that conversation about not being on the, not being on hot shit mm-hmm. in the barbershop. I mean, again, you got that platform. Every time, every time I walk in the barbershop, I'm talking about education. Yeah. yeah. That's all that I talk about. I talked about it today when I got chopped up in Clarksdale. Right. I talked about education the whole time I was in there. Yeah. And you know, I wasn't a lame talking about it. I was yeah. just saying, you know what? If it ain't about dollars, it don't make sense. I, I remember one time we was doing the um, increase, um, the increase the Peace, and we pulled up on some little youngsters. And we just stopped and talked to them, chop it up, and just like, man, I bet half of y'all scrapped out here. And it's like eight, nine of them. And out of eight or nine of them, like, all of them, except like one of them didn't have a gun on them. But it was one of them had like three, four of them. Yeah. You feel right. me? So he had one. And like, so he had one. <laughs> but out of those guns, though, like four of them, we end up getting though. Yeah. And we got just, like four of those. And it's just building relationships. And you ain't going to save everybody. Right. You ain't going to save everybody. They're just, save gonna, everybody. they're just going to be some folk that no matter how much you pour into them, they're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to do what the hell I want to do. Yeah. We got we to make other people but understand. You, but, yeah, but you got to make an effort, though. You got to make them understand that. He ain't the ops. That ain't the ops. Yeah, right. no. We grew up. The, we grew no. up around each other, bro. Right. Yeah. We played basketball together. I've been yeah. knowing Scrapper for yeah. I knew Scrapper little brother. Yeah. Yeah. fact. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's not the ops. I ain't a savage, bro. Like, yeah. they let they let the cold words trick them into believing right. certain things. I'm telling you, I seen a lot of little kids. I seen a little kid get killed because of savage living. 
Yeah. Right. That savage life. You about this savage life, but you you going out, you speaking, and you promoting it. You see what I'm saying? And then when it come to you, and when they when they talk about savage, they don't want to talk about real savage because little yummy, little remember little yeah, yummy savage in the nineties. Yeah. He, got, he, he went and did murders for for butterfingers. You know what I'm saying? Tell you. <laughs> Them real savages. Yeah. Uh, like, we need to cut that out though, bro. Like, that ain't that ain't who we are. Lee Boy Malvo is a savage. Yeah. Them savages, and, bro. You know, and people, you know, people, people get mad about getting this. One, 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 one of the one of the most fucked up gut wrenches that I got during COVID nineteen in January before all of this got started, I bumped into a former student of mine. Former mm. student of mine dropped out of school, seen me at Walmart, posted up waiting to get my tire changed. You're like, Mr. Pittman, man, I want to come back to school. So then I put get up with I'm on Facebook late May, early June, somewhere in there, because I don't exactly remember. This young man was out riding with his friend, car got sprayed, he got killed. Kid didn't, bo- like kid didn't bother nobody. Just like that. He Just wanted, like that. He wanted to go back to school. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go back he wanted to go back to school. And it's and it's just like and it's just like I even I even think about I even think about some of the I think about my Sad. last conversation I had with Gary Carver Scrap. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. facts. I Man, think about the last conversation I had with Carver. He trying to get finished. Sitting, sitting, that's right. His yeah. major his major was psychology. Yep. And I had pulled up. He was going home. Pulled, right. I had pulled up on Carver, sitting on the porch. Nephew, nephew in the car with me. And I'm gonna tell you something, Scrap. I can never get that image out of my mind of Dorothy Jean Carver laying over her dead son crying and some Dang. bastard that took a picture of that shit and mm-hmm. it was in the front page front of Grenada, Grenada Daily Star. Wow. I, was on, I was on the front of that page too. They had me sitting on the corner. Yeah. I can never, I can, I can yeah. never, I can never erase that. That is crazy. I can never erase that. That is crazy. And that's been years ago that that happened. And, and you know. That'll that, that never go away. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Zach. You know Zach and and Skin um, Double J, they was they was there when it happened. And, right. Like, they never got really professional help. And, like I don't I don't try to hit them too much with it, but I tell them all the time, man, they gotta get some help. They gotta get some help because it because it because it it does it does something to you. Mm-hmm. It does something to you. PTSD is real. Yeah, it's real. And it ain't just no military. We shit. got it we got we got trauma violent. in the community. It, it ain't even just violence. PTSD can be sparked by anything. And you gotta think about the depth of the stuff that we go through and see. Right. I'm talking about all the time. Like seeing a dead body is like. Normal, you get what I'm saying, like. But you, you, know, but you can't but, be normalizing shit. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but you know something. Like but you know, and I'm glad y'all said PTSD. Right. But the other thing that I need, that I need some of these so-called educated black folks and these other folks that think they have arrived. Black folks in America have unaddressed trauma. Yeah. Period. Because think about it. what do what do you call it? What do you call it when the police riding up behind you? Yeah. And you and you and you just got this thing like, oh damn. You know it's gonna be a long day. Yeah. Like you know, I done seen police cut their lights on, and even though they passed me, like mm-hmm. you still nervous yeah. after that. I have, right. to, I damn near still have to pull over. Yeah. Get my, and you know, and you, you, yeah, so, you know, people don't. So I mean, we have all this trauma, you know, and, uh, and I'm so thankful for Sean Tillman with Operation I Am and talking about mental health. Shout out to him. Yeah, you know, awareness and all of that. I, but, I can't seem to get her up here for nothing. Man. We're trying to get up here to talk. How the skills yeah. she is. She is she a busy woman. Yeah. yeah. But 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 you know, but definitely though, we but you know, we have to we have to address that trauma. And I just don't think we move forward as the black community until we start to address some of that trauma. Yeah, but like 
as a black man, like, how do we get black men comfortable with coming out and talking about some of their deepest, darkest secrets? Well, you know like, what? Well, well, you know what? Some people ain't gonna, security. yeah, they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna pull everything out on the table. But, hey. but, but you know, the one thing, but the one thing I think, I would like to believe that the one piece of common ground that we all have is inside of our communities is our children. Right. And so if that means, so if that means that we got to address some deep-seated issues to make sure our kids have a better opportunity, a better chance, then I say we have to find a way to facilitate that. But see, that's where that's mm-hmm. where it starts to come out with having trusted partners in the community. Right. Because, see, we got to know that, you know what, when I tell you this, you ain't going to use this shit against me. Right. So, yeah, when, 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 when my mama yeah. died, I walked around here. They said I was a robot. 2016. You know when that shit hit me? That shit hit me. That shit hit me in March of 2018. I got off of work one evening. I, I broke down. But guess what I did? There was somebody in my circle that said, bam, stop what the hell you doing. We need to talk. We need to have this conversation. We're going to do this right now. Because you walking around with all this pain and you ain't addressed it. You ain't addressed this at all. And I'm thankful. Shout out to that person who did that because it helped me to move to a different place. I can't get. It. I don't think I deal with it personally. Yeah, but 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 so but because so, I ain't got no own talk. Like right. I can't tell nobody nothing. Right. Like, it's just again. Can't let nobody me. inside. Yeah, like yeah. I can't. I feel some type of way telling you how I feel. I understand that. But you know, part mm-hmm. of that. But, but but part of that might be some of our upbringing too. Just like yeah, I mentioned yeah. earlier. Like my daddy used to tell me all the time, like. What, what goes the fuck on you crying for? Like, what goes on? Trauma this house don't need crying on soul shit. Trauma yeah. is passed down, man. Yeah. Yeah. Trauma is passed down genetically. Because you got to think, like, like, my dad, he, he didn't have, like, his mama left him when he was little. Like, him, my Uncle Earl, and my Uncle Jody, like, they, she left them early. So he didn't, he didn't have, like, that womanly figure in his life. Right. You feel me? So, yeah. only thing my granddaddy told him, suck that shit up. Let's let's move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck the fact that you just got shotgunned in the nuts. Hey, like, hey, <laughs> you feel no, um, Shake it off. But that's the mentality they have that you raise boys with. Like, boys are supposed to be tough. Like, like the right. man, the man right. is supposed so to be tough we, love. Even being the kid, we don't we don't take it as like this shit ain't good information for yeah. us. Like right. we take it as this is what we need to survive. You would like to raise your child and not have to tell them about racism and ignore you know real problems. Right, right, right. But you don't want to send them out to the real unprepared. Facts. Right. Like I would love for my son not to even recognize racism, like for it not to happen. But he needs to know when it's going on mm-hmm. so he know how to react. My son best friend white boy. That's what right. I'm saying. And one day he got to learn them cold hard facts. Yeah. Like he he can be all jolly and joyful right now and not recognizing it, but sooner or later he need to know what yeah. to do with them mm-hmm. situations. Right. Before it bag into a corner and you repeat history, you know what I'm saying? Fact. Mm-hmm. And that ain't what we trying to do. We definitely ain't trying to do that, but we got but to that's try, we got to we got to figure out that, that segue though. Yeah. And because like me personally, like even like with with, with with my girl at the crib, like we can be sitting up talking. She can ask me a question. I answer it, but I won't answer it like in depth. Yeah. See, like Reed's birthday, she'll be like, how you feeling? You feel me? I'm no like, details, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm all right, I'll make it. You feel me? Like, you can tell like she want to go on, but yeah. at the end of the day, like, it's I don't want to. It's a subject. And then it's scrap. Yeah. Like, scrap. Put 30 minutes to the side and have that conversation next time. For what? 
Just do it. Like, so, why? so you don't be up here telling us what well, you, I'm saying, like, with your chest poked out like you're doing. Like, well, you I'm saying, like, and that's also a part of not showing weakness to in front of your woman. So, but they need to see that. Yeah. Why? That's like, I'm type that's of person, like, that's an insecurity. Again, like, like, yeah. And that's our problem. That's right. not our biggest problem. Like, women, like, women. Nah, you know, you wonder, I just you wonder know. why Justin Timberlake taking your woman, bro, because he showed a little vulnerability. Yeah, him. but then yeah, she, he gonna so, cry. listen, then he gonna be a little dick, funky foot bastard just no, two weeks from because, then. Because he got the bank to bag it up. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But again, though, like, again, like, how do you, how, it just, it feels funny. And I ain't, I ain't the only black person that done said it. Like, right. like, like one of my homeboys, for example, he got, he go through whole problems every week. Mm. You feel me? He want to talk about it, but he can't. Gotta make him because it's just like you, it's you, man law. It's just man law. You know how I get down, bro. Me and you, the half person. Ask you know my homeboy, bro. I'm gonna make you talk about some shit you uncomfortable about. Me. But the thing is, you like, like you gonna talk to me, bro. And yeah. just now, nah, I might not tell you nothing about yeah, me. It, it, I might talk yeah. about some other shit, man, but man, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make you. We talk ain't gonna about get dark because yeah. he me, and then I'm a person I embrace the darkness. So yeah. I'm just like, listen. Listen, if, if it's dark, fuck it. Is that what it is? I can't, I can't see myself sitting in front of nobody telling my problem. Look, he uncomfortable telling us this. Right yeah, now. <laughs> not really. I'm we just, I'm just, 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 we got him in an uncomfortable spot right now. I get it. I, 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 I swear, I'm sweating. But, but the thing is, though, like. This is how we was programmed. We were programmed like right. this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like as a man, like you cannot tell your deepest, darkest secrets. Like you just gotta die with this shit. Let's think we come in and do this every week, man. We always get a little yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah, well, nah, I be the Hennessy most of the yeah. time. See, that was, I had a real bad drinking problem. Like at one uh, point, like I drank a fifth of Hennessy. Matt got to come, man. Okay. Reach the come. Uh, Matt said, um, "That's exactly the way we teach our girl in the ideal world. Racism don't exist, but this is how it is." We want them to know racism exists so they can identify it and move away from it within their own belief system. I'm good. And that's facts. That's I'm what's good. up. I'm good. That's, what, that's what's up. That's yeah, what's up. Matt, we appreciate that. We definitely appreciate that, man. But yeah, like, I ain't gonna tell y'all for too much. I don't want to scare y'all anyway, you well, know what I'm saying? Because she can sound like a saw movie. Well, you know, I just, one thing I can tell you is, is that, is that for me, you know, I keep a lot, I keep a lot of shit bottled up. Yeah. You know, because I have a lot of, I have a lot of shit on my mind. Yeah. And so for me, I have to, I have to expel that. What if that's me? Going to the crib, playing a beat 'em up game. If that's me talking to somebody, if that's me even writing my even writing my thoughts down, yes, because sir. just just for me, I know that I have to kind of I have to release some of that. And it, and and again, I feel you where you're coming from because I was told too you need to harden up. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's a but it's a process. It, it this for me this didn't happen overnight. We shouldn't and have so, to harden up though. You know, and so we but, shouldn't have to live like but you know, and again. We are a different generation. We have access to all of this knowledge. And I just think that, you know, as time goes on, hopefully we start to open up and maybe decide to do something a little bit different. Fact you know, we know with our young folks. All right, before we go, I want to tell you a quick story, though. Like, oh, uh, hold on, do I need to hit the drum? Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, yeah. Listen, time you got to tell you, it's going to get kind of sweet. Story time. I really, I really need to listen. <laughs> I really need to listen, but we're going to wait because we're going to go out here in a minute. Story time. This rapper. <laughs> now, my little brother died November 8, 2016, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, 
um, November 8, 2018, um, I had my little girl. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much the same day my little brother died or whatever. So it's like 4 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm over there on the couch. I'm asleep. I'm snoring. The doctor come in and she was like, she was like, you can't see your baby girl yet because her Billy Rubin went up. So I was like, I don't even know who the fuck Billy or Rubin is. <laughs> but you couldn't bring my baby girl. Yeah. Like, because, like, today is a, is a different day. You see what I'm saying? I need that. Like, I got to have. So Tasha over there sleep. She hit the commotion. She wake up. You know, she drugged up and shit. So she tell me, she was like, Scarlett, just calm down. When the baby get right, they gonna bring the baby. I'm like, fuck that. I'm finna go out here. I'm finna tell this woman. You finna bring my goddamn baby, right? So they go up there. They get the baby. They bring down the... And like, Tasha pass out, though. She go to sleep. So I'm sitting there. I'm holding the baby. I'm crying. I'm boohooing and shit. I'm like, damn. I'm like, man, my little brother died this day. My girl born this day. Like, shit, how my mama gonna feel? And like, in the process of sitting there, it was like... So look around, like, you and this motherfucker, you crying and you by your goddamn self, like, it's just you by yourself. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And, like, it kind of, that, that kind of, I don't know, I don't know if it pissed me off or if it made, it made me resent some people or some shit, but I felt angry at the time because, shit, I was by myself. Like, I don't, like, the, the one time I should be happy in life, like, well, I feel like God gave me something back that I lost. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I'm sitting here, I'm crying, and I'm by myself. I'm on the floor holding my baby by myself. You see what I'm saying? And, like, that day right there, that kind of just told me, like, yeah, you can just shut the fuck up with your feelings. Like, none of this shit matter. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And I've been I've been pretty much holding everything that doesn't happen and don't happen. I just hold this shit in. Because that day, it, just, it showed me then, like, you by yourself at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you, you by your fucking self. At the end of the day, you all by yourself. Bro, you. like you that, don't have to, you don't have to that go through the, stuff by yourself. Bro. That was that was that was the most painful. That like that was this the day when my daughter was born. You get me? But and that shit it. told me the pieces. Like you went by yourself though. You had your little girl with you. Yeah, and, and I, I plus, did have a plus. But, you ain't gotta go through stuff by yourself, bro. Right. You you kind of chose that moment to go through stuff by yourself, but you really don't. At the end of the day, you're right. All you got is yourself. Like, but you, well, you got to. I embrace the. That's what I'm getting to. Like, I embrace the dark side of it. And like, most people in America would embrace the lighter side of it. You see what I'm saying? Like, you had your daughter. I think more people. Your fiance it. laid in the bed. You know what I'm saying? It was like in your situation, most people would have embraced the darkness. I believe. Yeah. That's it. Fuck me up. That's a safety mechanism. You mm -hmm. did that. Just stay hard. That's yeah. your hard exterior. I didn't really want to get in too deep on it, but that 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 was that was, a, that that was, was your, the that was the point that I just really pretty much put in my mind. Like so that was your insecurity taking. It was, you think so? Yeah, fight so or flight. So is it true? So is it true that it's hard but it's fair? Is that is that is that is that yeah, fair? Yeah, it's hard but it's fair. It's hard but it's fair. Yeah, I tell my students that all the time. It's it hard but it's fair. Like, like even at that time, like my mama went there. You know, like, my mama, like, all I got left. You know what I'm saying? Out of everybody that was standing in the crib with me, like, my mama, the only person I got left, she wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no gun tees, no cousins there. Wasn't no, like, her folks were there. Like, Tasha folks were there. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that's all cool and dandy, but they ain't my folks. You know what I'm saying? And so, sitting in that, and then it's like, if, if, if everybody would have walked in the room when nobody even know that that even went on, you get what I'm saying? It's like you blanked up. It, it's like a story that 
if I, I gotta tell it. You see what I'm saying? Like I gotta tell this story because the doc like the nurse that came in, she was like she was like, You you alright? You you good? I was like, Yes, man, I'm good. She was like, You ain't crying because you had a baby. It was real. Like she, like that's exactly what she said, bro. Like I can't remember what her name is, but uh, she, she the lady that helped um deliver the babies yeah, and everything. Yeah, and anybody know her? The white lady with the glasses. They know I ain't lying. She came in and she rubbed me on the back. She said, "You ain't crying because you had no baby." She said something else going on. She was like, "I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna give you your space though. You, you need anything?" I was like, "A cup of ice." She went and got me a cup of ice. Left me and she was like, you know, your baby Billy Rubin now. We gotta take the baby. I'm like, yeah, y'all gonna have to wait on that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I need this moment. We'll go stand in the light. Yeah, we, so know. then, you know what I'm saying? They got the baby, took the baby up there now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, did nobody even know it happened? Like, didn't know nobody, it, it was like, did nobody give a fuck? And like, that, that this shit. This the first fun. time this story been told? Yeah, this is my first time telling because I'm on that wish. But. That's 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 a true story, bro. Like four thirty in the morning. Convention juice, bro. You can call to the hospital right now. And ask the old folks if the baby Billy Rubin low. Can they bring him from the top to the bottom? They gonna say no. Nah. But that was the one time they did. That was the only time they did it, bro. On everything. That's some crazy ass shit. Strap giving up his uh, country black moment. Yeah, I had to tell this story because it was on my chest at the time. I ain't got no problem opening up, but it's just certain story. Like it's certain shit. Like that one went heavy. That one no real heavy. Like talking about. Yeah, it, it was heavier like, than you think, bro. It, it, it was. It made right. me look at you a little different for yeah. a second, bro. Not in no bad way, like. Bro, that. I was on the floor, fucking crying, like goddamn, like Michael Jordan not to win the '96 title. Like I was on the floor, fucked up. Like here it is. It's November the eighth. I thought I'd be happy. You know what I'm saying? Little bro, even, even though I knew I'd be sad for a moment, but I thought I'd be happy, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Cause little, right. You know what I'm saying? Baby girl came on, little bro, death day or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? And shit, man, I ain't, that shit was horrible. That shit was terrible, bro. That shit, that shit was like the worst time for a mentalist for me. That was, yeah. that was my worst mental time. Like, for real, like, I left that motherfucker commit, man. I was thinking about suicide. I ain't, man, I was like, a whole bunch of shit was just going on at one time, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never considered the shit, but I was actually thinking it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like, am I at that point where I'm, am I off myself? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this how motherfuckers feel? I'm tired of being sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 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 And, and then nobody ever come up and like, you all right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it's because I was putting on the morale like I was yeah. hurting. They, they hard exterior, you leaning yeah. to the darkness. Yeah. Like yeah. You yeah, that shit was That's fucked it. up, boy. That shit was yeah. fucked That's up. It. And I, like That's I said, it. I just, I remember just getting back on that whiskey. I was drinking that whiskey. <laughs> man, Hennessy done saved me a couple times, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to that scrap around, boy. Hennessy and Red Bull. That <laughs> motherfucker done saved me a couple times. I ain't gonna lie to you. But hell yeah, that was, that was that was the story I wanted to tell. I ain't gonna lie to you. That shit fucked me off. Feel good you got it off the show. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it did. It, yeah, I ain't gonna bullshit. It, 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 it's, 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 it's therapeutic, bro. It, it, it felt. It felt good saying that. You know what I'm saying? Even though that's light. That's light compared to like the other shit. You know what I'm saying? We, we yeah. had conversations another day. Yeah, we Two cousins, like really? back to back, bro, on my daddy's side, bro. Like they down the, on the coast, like man. two cousins, like just like that. 
And like, they was just chilling one day. And shit, one felt bad. And one, they staying together. Like, one felt bad. So he went and got tested. So by him getting tested, coming up positive, the other one got tested. You gotta watch And like, head, when bro. he got tested and he went positive, it was like both of them just like that. You could be safe anywhere, bro. But if you in a, in like a place with that good, terribly ventilated, baby. Yeah. You could, the air conditioner can blow your sickness on him. Yeah. Like, y'all can share the same thing just by the air conditioner. Just the air conditioner. The mask is important, bro. Yeah, so. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know the important mask until I started seeing people following the different right, bro. That shit done got real. Like, right. I see, I see, like, I see it now. Like, at one time, it was like, I know somebody, like, somebody that's close to me got somebody in their family or somebody that I know. They got it in their family, but now it's actually in my family. <laughs> it's in my neighborhood. It's around the corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like two, three people that's on Papa Street. They got it. Yeah, you know, so. true. It's crazy. Yeah. Hey, you want to do your own? Want to shout out the police on review board one more time? One more time. One more time. So definitely, if you if you're on Facebook, you know, and you see the uh, little flyer, and you see the write up about the police review board, remember, please do that survey. You know, again, we're a group. We meet every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. If you want information, you can hit Shauna Tillman. She's our chair. So hit her up. But we want you to take the survey, and we, and we really want your feedback and your input because, again, you know, we want to make sure Grenada is the model for police interaction between citizens as well as the police department in, in North Mississippi. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we had the opportunity right here in little old Grenada, Mississippi, to be to, uh, to make an impact statewide in this initiative right here. So mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate y'all having me on. I know we've been talking for a long least, time about being hey, over here. Well, you and finally came. Say, but yeah, yeah, you know, I made it tonight. You know, I don't know what Shauna had going on. She couldn't get over here, but I made sure. Yeah, I just my schedule to be I, here. Um, before you leave, before you leave, um, the class A, like, do y'all, like, I know with this COVID thing, you know what I'm saying, that's going on. Yeah, but so, like, yeah, um, so I appreciate you asking that. So right. class A, we have, we have partnered with activists with a purpose. So okay. we have just executed, you know, because you, you, you talk about black businesses, um, beauticians and barbers. So we Thanks. just ran this survey right now. So those 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 twenty those twenty five beauticians and barbers, they they're receiving a grant and a hundred dollars, plus they're gonna get access to resources Thanks. for uh, you know, to deal with COVID nineteen and, and they'll get resources to apply for other funds and stuff, so they'll be getting their money within about one to two weeks, so we're going to share that data out. We got a scholarship program currently out here now. Uh, the flyers have been out, but they can go on our website, theclassx.org, and check that out, but right now we're looking at doing some programming around opportunity creation and social justice, because I mean, right now, I mean, that's really what it's about. You know, this is, again, right this is this is the right, this, this is the righteous rebellion. This is the righteous moment, so how do we start to talk about the various different social justice issues and how do we do this in a way that we can engage everybody inside of our communities. And so, I mean, we have to figure that out. There's so many multifaceted layers to these, to these problems, mm-hmm. but like I said, we just take we just take it one step, you know, one, one, you know, take a stab here at this, take a stab here at that, and we just start to make our community better. Just, so, just one person at a time. Man, shout out to them, man. Shout out to you and the class, hey, man. All yeah. that- all the groundwork y'all putting down for the city, man. We appreciate it. Step up, man. I promise. It might y'all might not 
get the congratulations y'all deserve, but there's some people out here seeing what y'all doing. And we definitely appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, I mean, we, we, we only as good as the, we only as good as the community we serve. And Fact. like I say, we, we have we have some wonderful supporters. We have people who donate every month. And y'all like got some stand up members in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah some real stand up people. Some good folk. And like I said, we need we always need other partners and volunteers. But the, but the thing I lead tonight is and just reminding people, everybody, who no matter where you are, who you are, socioeconomic status, educational level, whatever, you got a platform. The question is, how are you going to use your platform? No. You're going to use your platform for bullshit and carry it on confusion. How do you use your platform? Or are you going to use it real to, to make to make, to make make real change or to uplift somebody else's life in the community? Right. Man. And with that said, brother, Mastermind Podcast, we get the real, the raw, with a hint of a listen. Man, unfiltered, man. Unfiltered. Right. Peace in out. your nose. Episode 109. We yes, sir. Out. I think it's a verse. No, 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 no,